0: Welcome back to WTF in Deal with Spicy and...
1: The Fox Danger.
0: And today, second recurring guest. He's here to talk about Dragoon, I mean Paladin. It's Martell.
2: Yep, we uh, we digressed into that last time a bit.
0: Oh yes, so that's... You know, we, we did a our second episode ever, Fox, was Paladin on our terrible recording, but now...
1: <laughs> well, that, that first episode is more about... My usings being on the job and actually taking it seriously for once, you know, post like shield updates and all the exciting stuff that Paladin got. So I wanted to make sure that I could communicate that Paladin got better, but I think this is going to do a better job of talking about Paladin in general, and, uh, the strengths it really brings to parties and stuff.
0: Yeah. And so this is our first redoing of an episode. Shut up, Funkworks. <laughs> Even though it's not a real redo, it's just a take two. But uh, you ready for the segments, Fox?
1: Let's do
0: it. So our first segment here, the WTF and Vonadil link shell, if you're on the Asura server, is in the concierge in
1: Adulan. Nothing to say there, Fox? Okay. That, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Like, if you want to jump in the show, go ahead. Uh, we've got a few people in there already. Um, and they have sort of asked some questions, but, you know, mostly people just kind of show up and chill
0: peeps be joined. It's getting lively. It's pretty good. So we also, I want to give a shout out here to Kakoa. I was bizarring a savory shank or whatever, and they bought it and then started talking to me. And turns out that they listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And they uh, say that their fiance thinks I have a sensual yeah, what was this? It was some weird, I have a sensual voice, but that I'm an NPR host. They, she thought that, I'm, she was, that he was listening to NPR. So I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing.
2: Just for the... Uh, oh, is that what that oh. means? I, I seriously had no clue. Thank you for that one.
0: Yes, it'd be like if Fox and I didn't make jokes and got serious and just talk like this the entire time about local news or foreign news or something important to your world.
2: But this is Fall Face 11. This is important,
1: right? It's right. the most important. There we go. So, it's the most important thing right now.
0: Of course it is. So thank you, Kakoa. Thanks for listening. And there's no outline.
1: Yeah. I feel there so lost. is no outline. No oh good.
0: Martell actually made a good outline this time, but we have to go through our great, great segments. These are terrible. Uh, so how are you, Fox? I'm
1: doing good, man. Um, been, uh, been back in school now, doing some, some programming for a computer science uh, class. Any any moment I'm on game doing stuff, I'm actually uh, trying to build up Dark Knight right now. It's been pretty fun to play.
0: Oh no, the Dark Knight segment—it's coming.
1: Ah, I I don't know. I, I'm making a a Calibon right now. Um, I hear that it's good, and you can torque leave all the things. Um, job's interesting. Uh, you can do some really broken stuff with Dread Spike and capped HP, but you know, I I don't know if it'll ever take the place of Dragoon in, in my hardware play style. So you know, you never know. Uh, what about you, man? What have you been up to?
0: Uh, you know. I had posted in the uh, the Discord all of my, my things going on, but I was trying to duo Ki-Kai-Kiai, ki, what the, whatever the hell the name of the stupid I mean, thing in Ominous. Is how I
2: usually go with it? Because it's technically ke e, so ki- K.
0: K. Every kiss begins with? I, I don't know. So, you know, that went poorly. Uh, took the... It went very poorly. Took the... I was on rolling Corsair celeb Red Mage to try and keep the ore off, which was... It was very useless of me, and uh, carrot was on monk to go fight it, and like, yeah, this will work. And then had the uh, the kind of like doesn't have any gear, but has songs barred there to do the whole one hour uh, honor march and not honor march, they don't have honor march, but advancing and victory march, and that went fine until it wore off, and then it got to the point oh, really? where yeah, it got down to, to sub twenty percent, it wore off, and then couldn't skill chain fast enough. The regen kept going up and after like 20 minutes of fighting are kind of like, okay, we're giving up. And then that caused quite an issue with Karen and I, because you don't have any sub jobs or support, not sub jobs, but support jobs. And I'm like, I have plenty of sub jobs. And she's like, no, shut up. And then, you know, she was, uh, not just over that, but she was rather inconsolable because she was worked up and couldn't even, I couldn't talk to her. I'm like, and she was just yelling at me. I'm like, I'm not mad at you. And she's just yelling, and she's just don't fucking talk. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then, you know, so that was the end of that night. And I had to sit there and marinate on that for a bit because she was moral, furious.
1: Moral <laughs> of the story is I uh, go leveling a uh, support gen.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't just over that. It was, you know, it was over a lot of things that had pent up and built up. It's like, it's not fun to play with you in the game. I hate you. I'm like, okay. And it was... I had to, I, I, you know, left the next day to, you know, work and whatever. And I had to mull it over for a bit. And, you know, I got on the rabbit hole of thinking to myself, I'm a rather difficult person, Fox, so you could say paradoxically, paradoxically high standards and paradoxically low standards at the same time. I believe a technical term for that is a raging hypocrite, but I also don't express myself well enough. So I apologize to carrot because it was. Back when we ran a link show and everything, I put a lot of weight on her shoulders and stuff like that, and it was unjust of me to rely on her so heavily to make things work in the link show. And over the years, you know, she expects that you know I expected more from her than anyone else, and it kind of kind of caused a a buildup of you know things, and you don't think about it. So it was a you know then we we got over that, and that was good. So then we went to Dynamus. This is a very long story, and I posted it in the Discord, yeah. and it, it went from, you know, it was a complete 180 the next day. It was, you know, it was absolutely some of the most fun I've had in this game in a while. We were both thrilled and happy, and everything's been very good since. We had to get over that hump there.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really just about working things out, though, so it's cool that you were able
0: to do that. Yeah, I had like, to sit there and read some George Orwell to reflect.
1: Was like that I to want to ask what your dynamic setup is, but I don't know if I want to make this
2: any longer.
0: that's uh, okay. We, we have time. Uh, I went on Thief, Thief sub Rune, and was running around with over sixteen hundred evasion and uh,
2: evasion tank resurrected.
0: Oh yeah, it was great because we're just there with the mule to sing on us and just I don't want to give away what Carrot was doing because then it becomes you know everyone would just go and haul in more as a group with decent two people than their entire link show would do because we did it was we had a lot of stuff I got like seven kindred medals she also we, this is splitting it too it's so like seven kindred medals plus over a stack of each card and six you know it was ridiculous how much we were getting uh, maybe 11 aggregates each and over a stack of the crystals and you know the random items that dropped and the other stuff we were just hauling out of there but i was on a thief and it was great because just nothing was you know i i had my parry evasion cape on some room with the uh the terms leggings and i you know i could parry i could evade everything it's pretty good a did you, uh, on?
2: Uh, did you do any uh, wave three, or was it just wave two, uh, one, and wave
0: two? Wave one and two. There's... It wouldn't be worth the time, and I highly doubt... It was stalk. I highly doubt we could have made a dent. We had no Geo, so it was, mm. you know, it was nothing. It was just two people.
1: Yeah, that's not though. Feels bad. Anyway, what's up? Sounds effective.
0: Oh, yeah, it was great. Just the fact that Thief had a use. Treasure Hunter doing damage, not getting hurt. You gotta sleep the mob still, but... You know, you can pull and have a bunch of stuff on you, and it's not a problem.
1: All right. So, uh, and how about you, Martel? What have you been up to? I'm waiting for SE to actually
2: do a good update. Shale uh, jail. jail <laughs> it was and a stuff. great update. Uh, and this has not wowed me so far.
0: That's because it's Final Fantasy, Martel.
2: Why? Why not? There, there are things in this game that have wowed me. That's just not one of them. The, the gear was subpar in my opinion. There are some pieces that I consider usable. Not very many for my jobs, but. Just like nothing in this was all that significant. I'm hoping that when they add more content to this later, that they add more items to the existing NMs as well, because one per NM is kind of underwhelming. Is it? And well, I mean, anything that makes me do more regular Odyssey is not a good thing. I thought that's, I was done with this.
1: That's true. Regular Odyssey definitely rubs on people the wrong way. <laughs> like I guess I
0: mean just
2: I've been different... doing it. I had twenty thousand something segments saved up when we started the the new update. So we got the spam minims from that, but that segment conversion rate is bad. Um I'm I'm not super fond of that and it looks like it's going to be one hell of a grind to augment things all the way up especially from the the atonement 2 or tier 2 monsters in it. And uh. you know, everyone
0: so, says they want content and then everyone goes, you know, let's you to put out content this and that and then they go, odyssey sucks.
1: Is it about like the, mean, the basic quantity of the content you think? As in, like, how often you can go in. I mean, I realize that any grind, of course, can be even on this. I mean, it's just an MMO, man. But, like, I know that being being subject to, like, a single Moglophone a day is kind of an issue. And you have to use that to farm points to enter the new zone. So I can kind of, I can kind of see what you're saying. Um, but for me, I think it would be the rate at which I could farm.
2: I'm not even too worried about the Moglophone limitations, although I think they should do some adjustments on that because it's... I At think least get it to the over point them. where you can build up, yeah, build up a few more, and so you're not wasting your your potential segments if you miss a day or you know have a real life. I mean, I don't have one of those, so don't worry about that. But um, I, I don't have don't a a real life. Odyssey is not really. I mean, I do have some fun doing it when it's not you know murdering me with midgen on the fourth floor of Shale Sea, but it's just somehow lacking. There's there's not that much to it. It's farming basically. I won't more disagree, farming.
0: but in terms of the last update, with um, it's not show sure, it's Morian it's not Morian that's the GM jail or whatever, but it's Gaul or whatever it is. I really love the like, the concept here of you no know, sub jobs locking jobs out and constant, you know they nerf blood packs so you can't even burn it. Not nerfing, but it's consecutive blood packs. They're keeping that, and I thought that was like awesome because you know it, it forces us to it turns all of our prevailing strategies on their head. It makes people do things differently. Uh, all their, you know, dual boxes of just a Geo and Bard, they get bent because they can't take the same thing, even though apparently you can still farm it and leave, like you were saying earlier. But
2: I mean, it is an interesting idea, although I have to admit I hate the sub-job restriction. I think I'll save part of my complaints for that for later because it leads into some of the Paladin stuff. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like there's a highly intricate system in eleven of sub-jobs, which is combining the lower-level portions of one job with another job. And there's so many combinations and so much nuance there to work with. And they just disabled it.
0: Yeah, I don't but it's like also, that. I
2: want more options, not less. Thank you. Some jobs don't have enough already.
0: It forces a job like Puppet Master who doesn't need a sub as much as well it does. I mean, that's a stupid statement. But it forced a job like let's say Beastmaster doesn't get dual wheeled. It forced you to play the job completely differently. Uh, you know, other jobs that usually would provoke, ninja no longer can provoke. It makes you play ninja a lot differently than you normally would have, and it turns all the things you would have normally done, you know, your geo isn't curing now. What is your geo doing? It's not casting uh, dispel. It's not sleeping. It's, you know, so it, it, it it's kind of thrilling to not be able to just oh, use the same sucks. cookie cutter approach everyone's always using and forcing people I to do it different... I don't
2: mind the shaking things up so much, but I think locking jobs was a bit much.
0: It also gives other jobs advantages. It makes Blue Mage even better because you have a lot more to work with there without a sub-job than other jobs do.
1: I think along the veins of what uh, Mark Hill's talking about, too, like another job that would really suffer from that is Geo. Yeah. Like, pretty heavily. No like.
0: Distract, no Frazzle, yeah. no Dia.
1: Are any of these bosses uh, that you've had to run into, and I know this is about Paladin, but this is, you know, it's still new we're, stuff. We're... Yeah. Um are are any of those uh are any of those bosses like multiple mobs or anything? Like is there any kind of like area claiming you have to deal with? So far,
2: every single one of them has been a single NM, um usually with a reskinned, recolored model for an existing mob. They've done a lot of Adelin mobs, uh Fluttery, uh Mata, Mata Dillahan, Umbral, Umbral, I forget the name of the grasshopper thing. There is a Shapuli? Yes, that. Um why well, do you to go in, and So
1: it has been very adeline focused um it was, it was just interesting to hear what you had to say about it before and you know some of the things that you think are negative are going to be positive to other people like for me um a lot of huge positives based on how you said it works and then for spicy he didn't like some of the stuff because of, it kind of undermined the general idea of how the content was designed to work like with the whole you can do a single nm at a time but uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested to uh, to actually start that content
2: for sure I'm, I'm hoping future updates will give it a little bit more flavor for me but we'll see i they can only give us so much. Expectations.
0: And in terms of what they've given us, it's completely radically different from everything else. So it's not like another event where it's just you go into an instance, you fight something, that's it. They actually add a lot of depth to it. They you know take away a bit of the the murking, uh, ability of it by adding these restrictions to all these people who are just taking all these other things and that people don't normally have unless they do do that kind of thing. Then I don't know. It, it, I thought it was very interesting to me to turn it on its head.
1: Sure. I mean, it, it shakes up what we normally do in this game. Makes um, Scholar better. It does, It does. Uh, but it does actually limit the choices that this game is built on, so, I mean, it's... There's so I, many I, choices, I, though. Polarizing either way. I'm, I'm more so excited, though. I mean, that's my stance.
0: I mean, they always add these criteria to events. It's, okay, you're going to have to run around through these maps. You have a time limit. You need to do this. There's mechanics, like, oh, if you don't do this, the shield won't come off. So You know, they always add these things in, and everyone just generally ignores them. You know, oh, we're just going to summon or burn every tier four. We don't care what the mechanics are. Oh, we're just going to do this. We don't care. And now they, they do something that's different. You can't just, you know, take it for granted that you can ignore everything for once. And it's, you know, it forces you to play the game and at least think about the game in a way that we've never had to think about it ever.
1: Guys, at least it's not Lilith. Oh,
0: God. Anyway.
1: I'm just waiting
2: for them to add a in-in with massive knockback.
0: <laughs> that wouldn't stop Egin.
1: All right. So uh, what else we got, Spicy?
0: Uh, we forgot Sweden last time. Uh, we you, you called it a better title than I will, so I'll say mine and you say yours. Uh, swimming with the Swedish fishes.
1: I can't even remember mine. Yours was
0: like,
1: <laughs> it was, like, it was like some sort of play on words.
0: It was uh <laughs> the Swedish love or something. The Swedish things in life or lo- I don't know something weird. Yeah, you it, it, was, it was better when you said
1: it. Probably a fever dream or something. I don't know.
0: Must be all that uh, what is it, cranberry juice you have?
1: It's the ocean spray.
0: So we have a couple here from Sven. He had said he had written us some notes to bring up and, and talk about the, the podcast, give us some feedback, but he says he left it and it's three hundred forty miles to the place he left it at, so that's he's not gonna get it back until, you know, the future. He also uh you know said it's funny that my router died and I couldn't control my smart home as the lights died as I talked, and I'm glad my pain amuses you. That's that's very nice to hear.
1: Hey, it amused me too. It's all right, man.
0: It was kind of amusing, I won't lie. Uh, And then he has a thing here. What is it? Um, I think the reasoning behind that people are afraid of failing goes back to when we were running Sky in 2003, Diamond losing XP, precious, precious EXP that nobody wanted to refarm. You know, things like that, losing the claim, not getting King Behemoth for a month. And, um, you know, says Martell was a great guest and also that Funkworks is an amazing guest.
1: I kind of want to like just place a little more context on, on that statement in particular. Um, that was a comment in response to us talking about, you know, different strategies that are outside the meta uh, that can be used. So it goes back quite a few episodes. Um, and it was his take. It seemed like it was his take on why people may not necessarily be open to changing those strats up, even if it's just straight up optimizing. Like like I said before, you don't need three geos in a dino run. It's not necessary, guys. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it was kind of in response to that. And, and I can see people being entrenched that way, but I don't
0: know. I think people just don't want to be told no and don't want to have their time perceived to be wasted. So if you wait a week to get a claim and then lose it, I mean, that's that's a big bummer because that's a lot of time just to invest in one thing and just it doesn't work out.
2: Oh, yeah, Once well, one well, of time. For sure. Especially repeated failure due to perceived mistakes is harmful to group morale and eventually a group or a link shell can destabilize if too many things like that happen. So trying new things is a risk. So you have to have people who are willing to take that risk or who enjoy taking that risk uh, to get in a situation where you have a group that can retain cohesion even when you're doing unusual things and possibly losing
1: a lot figuring it out.
0: Hey, I didn't know you were talking about my old link shell.
1: That's actually actually pretty spot on, too. like you do have to take the groups into consideration and if you got people who are willing to do those things and that that's cool um, but I guess you know forcing it on people and then you know if that idea doesn't happen to pan out then yeah you know, especially if the shell already you know has like maybe some trouble doing certain not not saying that's the case for his but I mean take what we say with the grain of salt um, these strats they they obviously work for us but they aren't gonna work for all groups and we just want to make sure that people understand that there are more ways to do things and that's worth talking about with your
0: and to the last one here, the worst thread of the week. It is actually the best thread of the week, but it is, it's, it's the worst thread of
1: the week. You kept us in suspense on this one, too, in the pre-show. Uh,
0: Martel is going to like this, yes. <laughs> the pre-show. Um, so it's an official forums thread from Akiva2. Oh, oh, wait, one more thing before I do this. Um, I had said before, oh, what is it, Alvino, our, our, our listener participant, uh, you know, big guy, he sent me I don't know if he's big, but not, not literally in size. Um, he sent me a thing about pronouncing his name because I said I don't know how to pronounce it or whatever. And he's uh, Portuguese, so it is uh, Alvinho, I believe. So Alvinho. And that's probably the closest I'm going to get. He'll probably send me another thing correcting me again. So there you go. <laughs> so the worst thread of the week here. Repairer Moogle didn't uncurse broken or borken items. Um, I think Borkin makes it even better and the thread is, hello to all the new Repairer Moogle unfortunately does not seem to accept items that have been Borkin for years, and this time they wrote broken but I just want to keep broken there uh, Aegis, Ochain, Dardabla and Gallowhorn. can you help me?
2: Wow <laughs> Okay, I'm amused
1: So, let's see what they're implying there <laughs> I, 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 This
2: feels like a, a non-eye level complaint to me because they never uh, got moved up past
1: that level I don't think he's complaining that they're too powerful.
0: They've been Borkin' for years.
1: I keep trying to trade 10,000 Riftborns, and, you know, mine, mine just never seemed to upgrade. I, I think Oboro's I think broken, too. We gotta get Adoro back so he can upgrade for us. Yeah, where's,
0: Adoro seems to be intermittent there. Is he getting banned and coming back? What's up with this Adoro fella?
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: that's the, the scammer on Azura who is standing right on top of Obero accepting
1: people's uh, trades. Yes.
0: yes, I love him.
1: He do too. But uh I, I agree with that guy though. Um I know that that making things, especially along the lines of the, the Paladin equipment like you know, Aegis and know uh, and O-OK and stuff, um, making that eye level would be incredibly broken, difficult to balance. But at this point, I I don't know how big of a leap that really is, right? And I I guess we, we can we can talk more about Paladin later, of course, uh because that's the whole idea of this this particular episode. But um I don't know, I, I've started to look at things in contrast between like the, the current jobs and the things that we deal with, and like stuff that people say is broken and have said is broken for years if it happened, and it's starting to look less and less broken, I guess is the only way I can really put it.
2: I agree. One of SE's common ways to balance things, rather than specifically nerfing one aspect that seems overpowered, is to kind of raise the bar of everything else in the environment around <laughs> it, so that it's not that much more powerful anymore and then things kind of even out. This is basically how they nerfed Runa Hige back in the day, because it used to be, like I mentioned in the last podcast, ridiculously more powerful than everything else. And they slowly inched up the native multi-attack in gear and on the job, and everything else around it, uh, buffing Stardiver and ignoring Drake's Bane, until there wasn't that much difference anymore. And in fact, until things overtook it. And so, you know how
1: nothing goes wrong with Power Creep ever. So.
2: That's <laughs> I'm kinda... not sure that Power Creep is necessarily the best way to go about that, but it is the way that gets the least outcry
0: yes that's probably Um, part of why they do it and i so
2: there's less verbal and social backlash like i mean compare it to uh trying to leave rima behind at the beginning of the Adlin era and that that didn't go well
0: no it didn't and you saw that they also changed course again when they added the augmented versions of weapons because Mythics and things like Runo Hige got a much bigger boost than other so they, things. They
2: started to catch them up because I guess I they may have realized that they either went too far or that they were putting them in a place where there wasn't any value to the weapon line anymore. Correct. With the exception of things like Burt Gang and Karnwin And
0: now Runo Hige yeah. can potentially be the best weapon for Dragoon. See, now we're doing Dragoon in the Paladin episode because of uh, well, we We We, we had boost. to even it out, right? Yes, of course, it could never be as long as the Paladin sub segment there. Good, so let's go into the Paladin episode then, I guess.
1: So uh, I guess uh, Martel, explain some some enemy mechanics to us because we want to we want to give everyone a baseline of how tanking works. And and at a core, enmity is the, probably the, in my opinion the most important thing about you know tanking. It's the most important thing to understand. And uh, you know we we want to make sure that people have kind of a, a baseline for uh, for for how it works in order to kind of the context on a lot of things we'll
2: be talking about later i mean it's it's pretty important to have something that controls how mobs behave and it needs to be not random because players need to be able to influence it or else you know if you've ever seen what happens when hate gets unsteady things go straight to hell um basically every action you perform has an enmity component that's broken into two parts we have cumulative enmity or ce and volatile enmity or ve cumulative uh like the name implies It accumulates and it stays. Unless something happens to reduce it, you keep the value you get. Uh, There are things that can reduce it, though. Volatile enmity decays over time at a rate of 60 per second. Light derail? But while it does decrease at a rate of 60 per second, I don't think it decreases once by 60 per second. I think it actually increases by one every 60th of a second. I have some atonement test results that should be impossible if it was decreasing by an even 60 once per second. That's anyway, moving too. along from that bit. Time well, I, I,
1: I mean, it's kind of interesting, though, because most of what we understand and how this game operates is in the, the form of what's called ticks, which are roughly three-second intervals. And I'm not going to get into talks or anything. That's scholar stuff. But for 1 60th of a second, like that's an interesting timer for, for something that the game may... It, it, it at least hasn't seemed like it functions on until now.
2: I assume it's probably based on something internal to the server structure, possibly related to the frames. I mean, if you take the config uh, plugin, for example, when you want the frame rate to be 30, you have to set a frame rate divisor to 2, right? So apparently, if you have to divide it by 2, then the default somewhere in the system is 60. So it may be related to the frames or the base frames that the game is running through, even though originally it was stuck to 30 FPS. Um, It may have something to do with the internal structure in that sense.
1: I got you. I didn't want to take that too far, but uh, that's definitely worth mentioning because of our understanding of how time increments work in this game for most people, and that testing is uh, a bit more interesting than just VE alone. It it definitely introduces another timer if it ends up being true. So that's a uh, it's it's cool that you're doing that, man.
2: That particular bit of info has not much practical application, but what what it does tell you is that a mob can change its focus. 60 times, potentially 60 times a second, not just, you know, once every second. So they, it could be going back and forth so fast the animation couldn't reflect it properly.
0: That would make sense, because I was going to say there's no way, when, you know, you, when the hate's bouncing around, say you're capped enmity and everyone's hitting, that you, you don't see the mob changing 60 times in a second there.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure how what the update schedule for the models is compared to what the server's telling them, but um,
1: anyway. Mob, mob throws down the cardboard and starts spinning. <laughs>
2: I mean, pretty pretty much. Um, so we have our CE and our VE, and you build up CE and VE drains away. So CE is useful in the fact that if you want to keep enmity, you build up a lot of CE. You need VE because without both of them, you, you can't reach as high a bar of enmity. Generally speaking, CE values are lower for every action, and some actions don't have either have very low or no CE value. There used to be a global uh, floor of one CE for every possible action. That was nuked during some of the Adolin, uh enmity reforms, and now it can be zero and is for some actions, but not for all.
0: Like um, rune, rune, runes, because that that makes sense to say rune ruined.
2: Well, they used to have a decent chunk of enmity and and rune spamming was actually a uh, an imity generation method. You just keep hitting the rune every five seconds. Or back when they the merits were glitched and gave recast reduction instead of just potency, you could rune 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 because Five out of five merits, two seconds per. You had a zero recast rune.
1: I'm so <laughs> sad I missed that time.
2: It that was broken. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. I, I my train of thought just derailed again. Let's see here. C-E-E. I had that effect. I mean, it was a it was an amusing derail. So I had fun on that. It track. was
0: relevant because you got a rune for your life.
2: Yes. Wow. <laughs> that was
1: rune okay. to
0: the hills.
2: I, I approve because I like puns, and the worse they are, the better.
0: Oh, I got plenty.
2: And Very good. Spicy red rally. So let's see here. So, so as I was saying, generally speaking, the CE component is lower, the VE component is higher, and since the VE drains away, you have to keep doing your VE actions over and over and over. Although, generally, especially with Enmity plus gear, which I should get into next, you can easily maintain the drain unless you stand there and do nothing. Sounds um, right. Enmity from any action you take can be modified by Enmity plus or minus gear. Uh, it's a percent increase, so plus one Enmity increases the Enmity value from an action by 1%. Minus does the reverse it reduces it by one percent uh enmity gear caps at plus two hundred, so that's triple the enmity and enmity minus caps at minus fifty so you can half the enmity from an action or triple it so tanks kind of have the advantage on that side
0: that stacks with crusade and stuff though so it's not like you can uh, go
2: past a crusade counts as gear enmity despite the fact that it's a spell, and most forms of uh enmity enhancement, including sentinel's regular enmity plus is also gear enmity, so it stacks into that same plus two hundred cap so that's although a I guess to right? say. Uh, yeah, so basically, if you if on Paladin, if you have Sentinel up, you're enmity capped on that category, because you're going to have at least 100 yeah. enmity on almost any reasonable Paladin enmity set. Um, yeah,
1: you can accidentally hit it in most cases.
2: Good case to see into this one. Um, Sentinel job points are a special enmity category. We've just been calling them special enmity bonus so far. Only Sentinel job points and Divine Emblem have this effect, but they are a separate multiplicative bonus. So the 20 job points from Sentinel give a... Basically, at times 1.2 or 20% multiplier after enmity gear or before it. Either way, it's the same result, but it's at a separate step. So it basically goes beyond the gear enmity cap in terms of how much enmity you're getting for something. And same thing for Divine Emblem. So a Sentinel Divine Emblem flash can give a ridiculously a huge boosted amount of enmity.
0: That might be why Um, Archangel Ev, even though they don't have Provoke, they probably have a high Emity on their gear or something. They 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 signal
2: early on, and then they Divine Emblem Flash. They used to DE Holy, but after they reduced the Divine Emblem uh, Recast Timer, She started eating all her MP up with Holy 2 spam, so they changed it to Flash, which is better in mini anyway.
0: Yeah, so she holds hate noticeably better after, you know, not just because she's using Divine Emblem, but Divine Emblem Flash for her seems to work better than August doing anything else. Or She just seems to hold hate very well for some reason.
2: She's a really good tank trust. And for reference, um, I forget which update it was, but there was an update where they specifically noted that tank trusts have increased enmity generation i take this to mean that they have an enmity plus value uh, assigned to them in terms of like enmity gear
0: that's what i figured too once you said it, uh, when it goes past it i figured that was the case
2: i i'm not sure if it counts as enmity gear or if it's a separate step because i mean it's an npc there's no way to test that part but they they do get more enmity than just the default values for their spells so that helps a lot on that front um let's see here i think that basically covers it for the the special enmity bonus it is useful but it's it's Few and far between, basically. There's not a lot that does that.
1: So anyone listening who's like an aspiring Paladin or has ever kind of wondered like how Paladin does what they do, um, one of the major tricks that I lean on is exactly what Martel just got done talking about. Um, When it comes to tanking like specific NMs or or things like that, like let's say um, you're doing Dynamis content, I typically won't uh, use Sentinel on like regular pulls or anything like that. I'll I'll typically lean on Sentinel and specifically Combinatious Sentinel Divine Emblem, like whenever we roll up onto an NM. And that's to make sure that I can start really far ahead of the DDs, and uh, that way I can kind of just maintain with uh, some other things that we'll talk about how how Paladin manages their end by pretty much not losing. it. Um, but I like to try to stay ahead of the game, and that's kind of the mindset that that I would recommend people play with uh, when when it's on Paladin. You, you you don't really want to live in a land where you have to catch up, because we do use a lot of job ability timers that are that are really critical, like Sentinel is. And, um, I mean, the the only thing you can really bank on after that, I think, is, like, you know, atonement spam. If you happen to have an R15 per uh, game, you know, that sort of deal. But I don't want to get too far ahead of us, but uh, just pay specific attention to, like, how you use your JAs and don't just, like, blow them willy-nilly. Like, uh, strategic planning is really key.
0: Do you have a recommended use of people to use their JAs or, like, let's say they go to ambuscade or they're tanking something? Just in general, a, a basic format that a new paladin cause I don't play Paladin, but I know enough to— you know, know everything you're saying and what the I abilities mean, are.
1: I might have a different answer than than Martel would, but what I've found works really well, especially for something like ambuscade, where the hate is like zone-wide. Um, I'll run in and just like aggro. And most of the time I won't make any actions on the mobs particularly. Um, I'll just run in, make sure that it's aggroed, and then at that point I'll usually pop like sentinel. And then, uh, depending on how many mobs there are, I may default to like curing or, or something. As if there's like a single mob, I might use a cure cheat along with a uh, divine emblem flash, uh, or I may just ride blue spells if it's like an AOE sort of thing, um, and pop rampart and make sure I hit all my targets with it. Like there's uh, a few things you want to do. I guess if we talk about specific JAs later and how like you can basically multiply the effects of the emendy they provide, um, rampart in particular is one of those. Uh, you, uh, yeah, I, I guess we can talk about that part later.
0: Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know... As as the enemies, I was going to say, anyone who doesn't know, just, spells it. like Rampart, or spells, job abilities like Rampart are one for all. They give you more enmity the more targets they hit, so if you're just doing it yourself, you're you're wasting
1: it. I don't know. Uh, what's what's generally your, your take on that, uh, that particular kind of question?
2: The key point there is enmity use versus utility for the job abilities. Like, if you need Sentinel to survive something, I mean, Eagle Eye Shot used to be one of those things, but now it's not so threatening but something like that where you need to survive a mass physical damage or if you're dealing with a lot of mobs you need to sort of read the future a bit and decide am i going to need this before this recast is up and unfortunately that attitude tends to make me not use my job abilities as often as i should um but if you know that you're not going to need them if or if you you know you reasonably know what you're going to be doing within the next five minutes or so then you can pretty much just like go through the list here of the job abilities you have available i mean you sentinel first because you get the bonus for everything else. In Ambuscade, you don't have to worry about this part. But anywhere else, make sure that your mobs are tagged before you Sentinel yes. or that VE spike does. You don't get the initial eighteen hundred VE spike from it, um, which is a sad thing. I guess suppose it's technically nine. So just like a Geo but...
1: yeah, just like how a, a Geo would like tag the Bard or a Sleeper or even the Tank who's put AOE hate on everything to make sure the bubbles apply to everything. The tank wants to act the same way, and you want to make sure that you tag someone who has a hate on everything, or at least plant it there yourself in one w- in one form or another. Is what he's saying. Um, it works just like geo bubbles, and in fact, geo bubbles work off being on the hate list. So that's kind of it's what you're doing.
2: Actually, not exactly identical because geo bubbles will place their effects on enemies even if you're just aggroed, as long as the aggro is on the geo. But once yeah. someone pulls the mob that connection is broken you're not aggro anymore so your bubble stops taking effect and then you have to tag whereas if a paladin has aggro and you use sentinel you get no enmity for that you have to either act on someone who has hate on that mob or act on the mob directly
0: jeez martel is like npr here for this information any
2: any any geo should be tagging but um yeah it's it's the whole hate list thing aggro versus hate list and that's where like tactics like super tanking come in although that one doesn't get used that much anymore um Let's see here. The last
0: time I could think super tanking was a big thing would have been uh, Divine Might 2.
2: That was a relevant one, yeah. Basically, if you have a mob's aggroed, but you're not on their hate list, then people can cure bomb you endlessly without pulling hate. So you don't actually have to do anything to generate enmity, meaning you don't have to expend resources on it or, you know, use your, you can use your job abilities purely for survival and so on. Um, it can make things easier in some situations, but like you said, it's not mostly relevant now. But it's nice to know that it's a thing and it helps you understand why certain things might be happening. Like, you know, oh, I invincibled. Why don't I have hate? Well, you didn't tag the
1: mob. Yeah.
0: I think that's yeah, part but, of why SC did that with um, Ambuscade, too.
1: The, the pro there is it keeps your uh, your healers and stuff safe, like when you super tank like that. Um, but the con to that is that if anyone decides to change targets and you aren't ready for that and they start attacking one of the mobs that you happen to be super tanking, um they'll pull, they'll just immediately pull hate right off you cuz you don't have any stable at all so yeah you you want to keep these things in mind when you approach tanking because your dds aren't always going to have the presence of mind to know that so you may need to
2: now as we were mentioning the exception to this is areas like ambuscade incursion and some parts of vagary where you apparently are on the hate list by default and once the mobs aggro they will go after anyone using a self targeted ability or spell uh, because as far as they're concerned, you've already tagged all of them. So you can skip a step in Ambuscade. And when you run in, you don't have to act on each mob one at a time or with an AOE. You can just use a self targeted ability and it'll pull hate on everything. Okay. Um, Sentinel rampart, et cetera. Um, going back to the sequence of JAs to use for starting things. If you know, you're not going to need them, then you can just use like everything all at once at the beginning to spike really high, especially for long fights. Oh yeah, It's like Sentinel divine emblem, flash, Palisade, rampart, more targets is better if you can. Um I like to get reprisal up in this window too, because it does have a little VE spike, but it's not huge. And yes. you should have reprisal up anyway. So if you haven't cast it already, maybe get it up before uh sentinel wears off, so you're actually blocking. And we'll talk more
1: about reprisal the, later.
2: But um and
1: shield bash. Hammer at, home, hammer, hammer at home though, like the, the most like if you're if you're spam popping these JAs like this, you want to make sure that Sentinel is up first for that bonus.
2: Because it gives you plus a hundred enmity. And for any paladin, that's going to put you at auto at the gear cap. Uh, so if you do Sentinel last, you are, you're wasting it because all you're getting there is the VE spike instead of the enhancement to all the other enmity uh, actions you do. And there's the job points bonus, which is an extra 20% multiplicative enmity. So it means a lot to use everything else with Sentinel up. But when you do that, you've got like nothing left for other emergencies. So you need to know when you need yes. to keep something in reserve and when you don't. And that part is tricky.
0: But you've got Banisha. I liked it.
1: <laughs> I like that uh, we're reiterating that part a little bit um, because that's one of the main things that I see go wrong when like a newer tank decides that or, or when a group decides that like they're going to use a newer tank to try to tank content like Ambuscade or or whatever you're approaching and they need to hold hate on like a group or even just a single mob uh, right after bat and they, they know they want to blow all their job abilities. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I I see people not use Sentinel first, so just keep that in mind. Like I, I wanted to make sure we reiterated that enough.
2: That's a, that's a key point. Um... Let's see here. Speaking of Banishka, um, very, very minor thing I'll go over super briefly. The first person to act on a mob gets a CE bonus, uh, which is why when you have a puller claiming mobs with a missed range attack, sometimes like a single melee hit isn't enough to get it off them is because of that bonus. It's 200 CE. The only reason this is even sort of relevant right now is that... Um, that enmity bonus can be modified by enmity gear, so if you're tagging with a spell like Banishka, there's actually a reason to put enmity plus gear in that. Because you can modify that 200 CE, even if the damage from your Banishka is pathetic and not really worth any enmity. So I I'd but get that part in there while we're at it.
1: Yeah, it's far more important than trying to make it do more damage, because a lot of people think doing more damage means more hate. And that's true in some content that we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but in in general practice, though, the, the plus enmity in that rather than the damage increase is far, far more important.
2: I really wish they'd just given us Flashka instead I, of I do too, yeah. Banishka.
0: I think they're intentionally keeping Paladin away from AoE tanking because Paladin tanks things one-on-one so much better than Rune Runefencer does in terms of the ability to generate enmity and and keep it and, and mitigate physical damage. And it's got a lot more going for it, especially now, than Rune Fencer does. So I think they're trying to keep those two balanced.
2: Defensor yeah, it's... is is still pretty damn good at this. Oh, it's so it's I, great, I, but I, for
0: AoE tanking, if they're it's thinking better.
2: that, I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily justified. Um, although, if you're atonement spamming with, with r fifteen bird gang, then uh, that is a lot of enmity. Um, let's see here, I'm
1: staring what, what at my
2: list. What about cover? Okay, so
1: cover has some problems, but it is occasionally <laughs> I, pretty useful. It is useful though, and I don't think it's used enough. But I don't don't think part, it should be banked on yeah
2: go, go for a big, it over. a big part of the problem with cover is the the cross party limit like if you do things in alliance content like dynamic divergence you can't cover someone who's not in your party so if your dds are in a different party than your tank then cover immediately gets no use um and it doesn't have a useful uh enmity value associated with it so you can't just use it as an enmity ja as well if it's not actually serving its its function then and someone in your party has pulled hate, then you can't do much with it um for a brief explanation of for people who don't know what cover does or haven't heard about it, cover makes you intercept attacks aimed at the cover E. You, you use the ability and target it at a specific person, puts up a buff on you, and then they are covered until that buff wears off. Uh, the max duration, I think, is, I think with ev- all the bonuses to it, you can get like a minute and 30 seconds out of it, but the default duration is quite low. Uh, three minute recast? Three minute recast
0: think. default duration is 15 seconds.
2: But you can boost that with merits, and then there's a vitality modifier on it that gives it another 15 seconds. And then there's the, um, I think there's like a relic piece of equipment enhancement yes. that's related to. Yes, um, I forget which piece. The and then
0: surcoat a- lets you also get MP back. So it's situationally with the items for it is it's actually a super important ability if you can take advantage of the items
1: for it. You can actually get cover up too, I believe a little. It's, and, it's somewhere
2: in that range i could i could look up the exact value if i wanted to check what i have in my low because i have a with, a with a timer built specifically for it but
0: and uh, what is I, it with the af head you can also redirect magical attacks that are being hit on someone else to yourself and,
1: and range attacks when they're executed within
2: melee range I did, I did so much testing on it and that's one of the ridiculous parts like the spells too anything you're going to redirect with cover you, the mob has to be in melee range of you and the target in Uh, order for you to redirect anything. So if they're standing 20 yams away from you, casting on someone who is a foot behind you, you're not going to redirect that. You both have to be up close and in its face for anything to work. And I'm not 100% true that the current information on the magic redirection is actually accurate. I've meant to go test that several times, but I think that the effect of the Gallant Cornet has always been the duration plus. And it's just since there used to be a randomizer on cover duration to a point that it just wasn't always apparent when it was doing that. Because... I'm pretty sure I've redirected magic without it. It's just a matter of being in that right range. That you, you, know, you can't do it from any distance. And if the person behind you is too far, it doesn't work.
1: And also, if the melee, uh, if the DD in question is usually a DD, like just starts to run after the cover, it does not. I mean, nothing. if they
2: don't, if they don't stay yeah. behind, you, it doesn't help anything. But um, a while back, and it's been a good long while now, but I can never remember when anything happened. They significantly changed certain mechanics about cover. They added a sort of an enmity transfer effect to it, where it will. Uh, award the paladin an emiti bonus a certain amount of CE plus for every uh, attack that is intercepted and it also reduces the cover ease uh, CE by 10% for every hit that's that's redirected the key factor here is in that the it theory, has to be redirected
1: yes in theory like on paper this sounds really awesome this sounds like one of the most game shattering abilities in the game but like you're about to say it, it's not actually quite as yes. good as it
2: was I it's good, in a sense, because one, you're keeping whoever's behind you from dying, so it's serving an initial purpose. And two, you're reducing their CE, so you're making it easier to catch up. But the problem with it is, since it has to actually be a redirected hit, it'll say cover on the chat log in front of it when you, when you take the hit. Um, as soon as you take hate back, you stop stealing their hate and stop getting awarded bonus CE. So it, it only serves to catch you up to whoever had hate and can't let you pull ahead of them or reduce their enmity down to a safer level which is sort of the, yes. the limit as, or as soon as they lose hate, what if it goes after someone else instead of you, you know, cause you're only yeah. getting plus 200 CE, not plus 10% or whatever. Every time it hits you, if another DD has more enmity than that DD and more than you, then it's going to turn to them and you can't retarget your cover. You'd have to reset the recast or wait till it's ready again.
1: I really like it in situations where you have more than one tank because you have one tank that has the mob's attention and another tank that's like kind of acting with it, you know, uh, trying to make sure that, uh, that that if something happens to another tank or you know even other dd's and stuff that there's still another tank to be able to hold that mob's focus right and when the person who is off tanking covers a dd that steals hate it's far more effective than the main paladin or the main tank that's uh that's that's doing it because that other pal or the other tank is catching up more so, um, and they need to go further. So, if you have to choose between the two, you want to make sure that that other one is catching up faster. Uh, whoever's not tanking is the one that's covering. Like, if you happen to be using two paladins, for whatever. maybe like yeah, a wage three it's or something faster. weird.
2: Yeah. Um, I,
1: I have frequently
2: in my link shell when I did Dynamis Divergence, we always use two tanks, although the other one would tend to be a rune fencer. There's actually decent job synergy with having a rune fencer in your party as well, because they can like yes. uh, AoE the valiance and give you the fast cast bonus. I love the fast cast bonus.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the fast cast later. I guess we could talk about some sets at some I mean, point. Paladin,
2: uh, oh, yeah. That there are some fast cast woes if you're on Paladin, especially with the high HP sets. But we'll we'll try to stick to the imity stuff first, and then move on yeah, to the. Other I
0: ones. looked up the uh, coronet on JP Wiki, and it doesn't have anything about it redirecting magical attacks. And I think it said the effect is
2: unclear on the cover page or something.
1: It's uh you. You have to look at like the old coronet.
2: That's the one I went to. It's, it's something I might go and, and specifically test later. It's just part of the problem I was having, and this is resolved now due to, to another excellent JP test Is but uh, controlling what the enemy does. Because if I need to test whether or not something gets redirected, I need them to cast the spell while I still have cover-up. So please freaking cast. But depending on the monster you're fighting, the mage may not be very cooperative. Um, yeah. There was a test a while back that I read about, uh, thank you Google Translate, for Runefencer feat and uh, Flug. They have to be on. They cast, they cast Poison Gull on a group of colibris. <laughs> so every test. time they cast, the whole group of mobs would spit it back out at them. It, that was brilliant testing right there. So anytime I need a mob to cast thing on me to test like that, I can just have my mule cast on the colibri and it'll bounce it right back. So that is exactly what I would need to do that test efficiently and quickly. So I, I might do that later. Now that's that actually, that I yeah, that's
0: actually a it. really quick test. You could do it in a few minutes.
2: It depends on if the spell interception is 100%. Or if it's partial, like it could be that the head increases the rate at which you intercept spells, or it could just be it lets it do it or not. Or, I mean, like if it can happen without the head, it then c- it could you know also that just it's not be you the cover duration speak.
0: because the cover I effect mean, was yeah. on the plus two and three, whatever listed. Exactly. Eventually. That's
2: part of why I don't think that's what it does. I think it's just always been cover duration, and that the, the semi randomness of cover duration way back when just made it hard to tell.
0: Huh. Yeah, that'll be another
1: wiki update
0: there.
2: Probably. Um, how about cure imity? I was gonna say cure imity. Yeah. So, so yeah,
1: that's the bane of our existence this, right now.
2: This this is like the saddest thing I, I ever discovered digging through the JP uh, wiki type things and the and the blogs and they've done some great testing. i I should the blogs uh, if you can few find them. them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if you can find them, one, they're not in the right language. It's hard for me to find them in the first place. But I've I've link hopped my way to a few of them before. Um, and one of them, I think it was was it Rigamiri report. Or League Millie. I'm, it depends on how uh, it gets transliterated by Google Translate, but uh, they had a fantastic test post um, about Atoman actually initially, which is what gave them the tools to super accurately test everything else. Atoman is the best Inmity testing tool in existence um, because it can give you a within a plus or minus five enmity value for the enmity you had when you hit the weapon skill, and there's no need to do the much longer and more annoying testing methods that preceded it which is like incrementally moving enmity in the uh, back and forth between two characters until you can narrow down yeah, where you and
1: are hate. and ends, you have yeah. to be
2: really careful and make sure you don't take any damage or do anything else that will affect how much ce or ve you have um and ve is just hard to test anyway because it decays rapidly so anyway getting off the atonement derail it is can discuss that more later because it's not it even a really derail thing but um so the testing they were one of the tests they did was on cures, and I don't know where they even got the idea for this because this never even occurred to me. But it makes a lot of sense and explains some things I've noticed before. When you have more than one monster on your hate list and you cast a cure spell, the enmity from that cure is divided between all the mobs on your hate list. That's rough. So while while a single cure can be excellent enmity, especially properly boosted, and you can you know use a cure cheat, which I should probably explain as well, but um, you can get good enmity that way. But if you have two mobs, it's halved. If you have three mobs, it's divided in three. If you have 20 mobs on you, you're getting a 20th of that enmity for each of those mobs, and it does basically nothing. So while cures would have been pretty amazing, especially post-Majesty, because Majesty is amazing, if there's multiple mobs present, cure enmity tanks hard. And it's that's really terrible because that was our one really spammable self-targeted enmity action to get hate on multiple mobs, because that's like you know, rune is equivalent oh. of foil. They use foil because it's self-targeted and gets hate on all the things, and they can spam the hell out of it.
1: Well, so when it's it was not a... split though. Uh, like, keep in mind I when mean... it's not split, it's real broken.
2: Uh, yeah, it's definitely that pretty good one, especially if you happen to have a, an entire party of people who are low on HP, so you can hit six of them at a time. Um, I guess I have to explain Majesty right now to, for that to make any sense. Yes. So Majesty is a recently added ability for Paladin. It has no apparent downsides at all, which was surprising. Um, One minute recast, three minute duration, can be full timed and put back up easily even if dispelled. Although I do wish it lasted a little bit longer just because of how often it feels like I'm hitting that macro. But, minor things. Um, It turns all of your single target cures, cures one through four, specifically were noted in the updates, into party AoEs. So you cast it on yourself, it basically turns into an accessioned cure, hits everyone. No increase in MP cost, no, the, it actually reduces recast by 25%, and no. increases Cure Potency by 25% Cure Potency 2. This is the cap-breaking variety, so you can do 50% Cure Potency gear, and then add that extra 25% on top of that. So it makes Paladin Cures huge. Paladin Cure 4s are absolutely insane. I think I can really hit like 1,300 on a, on a Cure cheat, which just means
1: I'm swapping yeah. the gear to make that gap so I, that's and, limiting it but i can still do that much yes um with the, with the cure cheats out there like you can hit crazy numbers and that benefits the party around you when that's going on but like currently there's no real safe way to do a cure cheat that can actually get the amount of cure that you can you can throw out on yourself oh yeah you you have to, to reduce to your
2: hp in order to get that much that much cure cheat yeah. this is not something you do when you're threatened this is something you do when i need yeah. enmity and have no other way to get it
1: I feel so a like cure cheat like, is when you are intentionally reducing your HP precast uh, on on the spell and then raising it up, e- sometimes even higher than than what you have your max HP set at, so that way you get the full benefit of your cure and therefore the the full benefit of the energy that, that it would provide you, and then you return to a normal set afterwards. So sometimes people don't know what that is, and I figured I'd, I'd yeah, I yeah I know.
2: should have explained it as soon as I referenced it, but yeah, it's, that, a, that's it's a lot really of technical
1: cool. terms. Yeah, um,
0: I assume it's generally a well known thing. A cure cheat is just carrying yourself with extra HP gear.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. And you can you can move upwards with it if you have that much extra HP, but if you're already sitting at like 3k as your normal, you can't go that much higher without losing out on cure potency or enmity or some of the other factors you need. So reducing your HP while dangerous creates that gap without using your, your midcast gear, the gear you need the spell to fire in. So you can get more potency and more cure that way, but it's also more dangerous because your HP is dropping. Like in my case, I think my HP while I was doing uh, shale nms dropped down to like 1600 before i cured and it went we down see, a lot
1: dangerous because you know sometimes shit happens right but most of the time like a paladin isn't really gonna take a whole lot of damage uh one of the the biggest downsides is doing cure cheats is actually it affects white mages who aren't paying attention because they'll try to cure you but they won't be as fast because it's part of your macro so a lot of times they'll actually waste mp on you uh, trying to cure you and you're, you're you just have no reason like if they do succeed they at
2: least didn't waste their mp but they cured yeah. you and you didn't get your enmity so you wasted exactly. your mp and uh, paladin's mp supply and recovery is that's the other thing about cures is they're not exactly mp efficient cures are expensive paladin yeah, doesn't have are. a lot of mp and not that much refresh either i mean there are some decent res- uh, sources, but if you're spamming cure fours you can drain through your pool real fast if you don't have refresher ballads
1: yeah if you're outside of esha pretty much you need refresher ballads. i
2: mean yeah if you're if you're like esha or abyssia you've got alternative yeah. sources but um i haven't tanked anything in esha in a really long time
0: and i was gonna say it's almost seems like uh that majesty since it's a, a stance kind of thing uh, it almost seems to me like how white mage and ninja and uh you know technically scholars built in with light arts and dark arts it it, it seems to me like there should have been a other ability a second, there's no yeah. yeah there's no downside but there should also be a second sort of ability to counteract it or at least you know
2: the the other stance because what's the point of having a stance if you only have one say yeah. you get in Hasso light arts dark arts even if they don't necessarily penalize each other or penalize towards something there should have been another stance to, like here's the healer stance where's the turtle stance or the dd stance so- or
1: can that stance be fealty, please? <laughs> yes, fealty please. That'd
2: be, that would be utterly ridiculous. I mean, I'd right. take it absolutely. but And that would that would pretty much mitigate like every concern Paladin has ever had over magic evasion levels. It really would. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, fealty at that point. Uh, for reference, in case someone doesn't know Paladin things, fealty is a merit job ability that Paladin gets that makes them immune to almost every form of enfeebling it's so for its duration and you can get it to last for a little bit now i again durations i, I forget because they're modified by like two or three things uh merits the uh, relic augment and so on it doesn't last that long and the recast is 10 minutes duration 1 minute the 10 minute recast is harsh um,
1: yes the 10 minute re- recast is a bit is a bit much like it doesn't need to be that high honestly it, well, it's not a real Wyvern, though, but
2: it's, it's pretty close to a guaranteed resist to like charm or other it's over type status effects. Uh, there are a few yeah, it doesn't work on. Like there's uh, any number of bard songs it doesn't have any effect on. Like virile will still hit you through fealty. Dispel. Um, do, yeah, it doesn't resist Dispel, despite the fact that the description specifically states high resistance against enfeebling magic and Dispel is enfeebling.
0: Eh, it depends, but it the motion like... gets a minute 20 with uh, the Calibarius Surcoat
2: nice
1: it, it kind of feels like a, a selfish version of uh of uh god what's that that rune ability subterfuge it feels like a selfish subterfuge where only you get the benefit of it but yeah it really does some some gross things like to certain elemental normal well, non-elemental attacks and magic attacks and, and, and
2: i too. wish i had a better list because yeah like you're saying there are attacks of the non-elemental variety or rather unique ones that it reduces the damage of vastly uh, regular Mijin Gakure, is, I think, has been known to be one of these. Yes, um, Meteor. But there's not really a good list. Meteor, um, I know that the in the Alexander fight way back when, his SP-type attack, like Divine Judgment or something, was one of those two. I wonder Although if Kate sets sure little question to. mark
0: holy too.
2: I'm not sure on that front. I should probably try that. Um, but I really would really like a list, or, or like what the criteria is. Is it this type of damage or what? But there's, there's some things that it vastly reduces the damage from.
0: Well, given the time period when it came out was the 75 era, and given SE's nature, time to go test.
2: (laughs) I mean, I just, there's so many, like, things you could test it on, I just, I wouldn't even know where to start. That would be one long, long list.
0: So I think we've finished the enmity section, finally, that we didn't Um, want to take forever on, unless you really want to cover anything else here.
2: There's there's two more points in there I could touch on briefly, if you want to, or we could skip them. The dirge. I mean well, they...
1: we can talk about the songs and stuff later like that is enemy related but that's more in like group setup and choices made okay. um, but the uh the how the enmity works in in certain contents is important like when it comes Oh to I missed the that
2: one. one whoops. And oh, yeah, skip yeah. third. Let's let's go into that one briefly. So some people uh, especially if you're a new tank may have noticed that in some content you can't tank like at all. The DDs are paid off you instantly and you have no idea what to do. This is probably why. So when SE started adding new uh, eye level content to old pre Adelin areas. They, I guess, didn't want to deal with level correction because they made all of these mobs level 99 with really jacked up stats. The problem with this is that the damage to enmity ratio for dealing damage to a monster is based on the monster's level. And the lower the level it is, the higher the enmity value you get. So as the mob goes, gets to higher and higher levels, you deal, your da- and your damage gets higher and higher um, because you're a higher level too the enmity generation decreases. And it decreases a lot, especially after 99, and then again as the mob's uh, level surpasses the player's eye level. There's an extra modifier there. So since all these mobs are level 99, damage dealt generates vast amounts of enmity really fast. I think some of my old calculations for trying to figure this out when I was doing like Trove initially with Egen, and we were fighting the chest because we're crazy, um, was that it would take like, 150 to 200k damage or less to cap ce and V, like actually hit the damn enmity caps it was that fast whereas it takes millions on like a dynamis divergence boss so you can't really tank effectively with spells and job abilities unless the rest of the party is using low enmity tactics like namus arrow and coronash from ranger or uh heavy use of dirge and enmity minus gear or elemental weapon skills like lead and salute or low enmity elemental weapon skills like wildfire. You do regular DD output and they're going to repate right off you really fast and there's no way you're ever going to keep up. Best you could do is try to DD
1: with them and you're a paladin. So, good luck. This is most of the reason why you have to be so safe in these particular fights, especially Master Trials and that's what makes the black and white Master Trial particularly dangerous at the start um, because not only do these enemy, these enemy mechanics strange, but there's also that one the uh, bard in there that provides the hate reset until it dies, and that makes things even worse. So uh, that's that's why that happens, or why people gear for it in certain ways. Um, and it, it's important to know the content that you're going into, so you can make the right decisions about how you're going to tank or if you're use one.
0: Unity NMs oh. will be the other big one for that, too,
2: besides yes, Master. Yes, yes. Uh, Unity NMs, High-Tier Battlefields, and three of the four Master Trials are the ones that come immediately to mind. Um, Ambuscade is an exception despite being in a quote-unquote old pre-Adalent area because they specifically updated that zone to not use level correction. So the uh, uh, Legion was hit by this as well since it, that is the same zone, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> but anything in newer areas uses uh, the mob's levels actually go up, so enmity gets more reasonable as the, the content level climbs and the mob level rises. But yeah, all these these older zone contents suck that way.
1: <laughs> I it's remember, not always your fault. Like, have a conversation with your party, like, if your D.D.'s are ripping hate in this content, because it's not always completely within your control.
0: I remember in Legion back in the day, you know, doing it after the fact for some of the items that were still important, and you would just get kneecapped on a 99 job in there, just the level correction with kneecap, it was terrible.
2: It it should be a lot easier now. Oh, it is. I mean, power creep aside, just just level correction was a brutal mechanic in terms of what it did to your your damage output, and the advantage it gave mobs in terms of hitting you and being and you not being able to hit them because it penalized your uh, like your corrected your C ratio, which is basically your P diff after level correction. So like the cap for the damage you can deal, no matter how much attack you have, that cap gets lower because it applies it after the comparison to the mob defense. So like you could never hit a level corrected mob as high as one that's an even match in level correction areas. It sucked.
0: Okay. So I'm done ranting. <laughs> Know, enmity, it, was, yes. it was important so surprise segment since we're going out of the enmity into something else question that nobody asked us but we're going to answer anyway uh here's a one on reddit here it was relevant to this so i wanted to throw it in here from silvosia sv4 okay your username sucks and sword and shield and i know about sucky usernames uh i119 I am a casual player, and I don't have much time to play, but I would like to get a nice sword and shield when I hit 99. What are good I-119 sword and shields that I can get that are not that hard to, or require minimum dedication or relying on others? Thanks.
2: Actually, kind of a high bar. I mean, I could think of some good 119 per semi-entry one. level ones, but you're going to need help for most of them. Like, at least I don't think you'll be able to solo them immediately with just Paladin and Trust if you're, if you're new to these. My initial recommendations, like avoiding Rima-type things, would be like Nixer from the... Uh, actually, can you get that from Domain Invasion now? Yes,
1: you. I think you can. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I here. think it's
2: from a, a Ruan Tier 2, but if you can get it from Domain Invasion, then it's absolutely an entry-level weapon. Because you can just yeah, do your Domain absolutely. Invasion for a few days, and then there you go. And that one is a good tanking sword. It's got like the Shield Mastery and Block Plus on it, and I think some PDT. I've not personally messed with it much. And also, it has the Hot Clair model, so it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I never got a Hot Clair back at 75, and I always wanted one. I didn't either, man.
1: I wanted one, and I didn't even have the job.
2: I mean, it's Hot Clair, cool. it's, it's, it's a pretty sword. It's like a golden sword and like a pearly-looking handle. It was very nice. Um, the other thing I could think of is if you can get some Sinister Rain done, I would say that a well-augmented Brilliance yes. would be better than Nixer because it has a significant enmity bonus. I mean, it's not I... as much as Burt Gang, but it's a lot.
1: When we talk about the shield mechanics here coming up, um, I have quite a bit of things to say about the Brilliance, and um, it's, it's specific benefits that aren't readily apparent to a lot of people. So uh, if you have the patience or have the group to get the Brilliance, as far as an entry weapon is concerned, Brilliance will last you until you get Bergang. It is amazing. It is a very, very good sword.
2: I would definitely second that. I, I, as a tanking sword, I think it's excellent.
1: Yes, um, very.
2: Both in defensive terms and in enmity terms, and those are two things that are pretty relevant.
1: And then uh, shield wise, uh, shield should be pretty
2: straightforward. Uh, Go get yourself a pre win, pre win. Yeah, I mean just like right to pre win, and then there's not really needed to go into anything else until you go straight to Rima. I mean O Chain Agus, and there you go. And there are cases where you might still use pre win even after you have other Rima shields,
0: which now goes into shield mechanics.
2: There we go. Let's see here. Basic explanation for shield. Basically, it's a proc based system. You have a chance to block based on your shield skill compared to the monstrous combat skill uh, with a base value starting based on the shield size. Shields have sizes uh, one through five. One is your little buckler, two is a round shield, three is a kite shield. These are the ones you most often saw at 75 and still frequently see today. Pre-winning would be a kite shield. Uh, almost any other eye-level shield that actually gets used by a tank is probably a kite shield. Yep. Um, Size 4 is the never used size because it's literally good for basically nothing defensively. The base (laughs) block rate is incredibly low. The block damage is higher, but if you never block, what good does it do you? Um, Size 5 shields is Aegis and Srivatsa only. Uh, Until Srivatsa came out, it was the only size 5 shield. Um, Whereas the other shields tend to have sort of a system where you have higher block rate with the lower size and then higher damage reduction with the higher size with the optimal hitting at size 3. Size 5s kind of ignore most of these policies and have a 5% higher base block rate than size 3, but a higher damage reduction as well. So it, it was sort of the exception. And until O-Chain came out, uh, Aegis was both the best physical and magical shield. And then many Aegis paladins cried salty, salty tears when uh, Ochain came out. Um, this This is because back when... Uh, when Ochain came out, Aegis's MDT was only MDT-1. It did not break cap. Adding the MDT-2 was what evened things out with Ochain's ridiculous performance, which we'll I guess we need to go into as well, um, and made Aegis worth having and using again. And uh, Aegis has a very firm place in the shield hierarchy probably forever because it, that MDT-2 is always going to have
1: a good use somewhere.
2: Yes, um, even size. even it's just a
1: swap. Like you don't have to wear it full time. Uh, Although I having the knowledge of the fight, like that. I I do too. But having the knowledge of the fight and swapping that shield on when you know it's about to get terrible, um, and you need to abs, you need to mitigate as much of that magic attack as possible. Um, Yakshi specifically is a is a fight where um, you want to make hmm. sure if you're, if you're eating pierce by yourself, you have to have Aegis to survive it. Like it's um, it's just gross.
2: I'm gonna seek into O chain for a second, and then I'll do it. So there's a couple more things that I'd like to say yeah. I guess. Um, So then we have the size 6 shield. O-Chain is the only one of these, and it's only a size 6 shield once it hits level 90. The 85 looks the same, has the same model, but it's only a size 3 shield, so it doesn't have the special effects. The unique effect of the size 6 shield is that it has a ridiculously high base block rate. Uh, So much so that it was the first shield to ever cap block rate at 100%. First one to let us know that that was even possible, because previously, even against sufficiently low-level mobs, you could never get that high. Um, so O-Chain and Cat block rate are a glorious thing. You're reducing like every incoming physical attack by 60%, along with Shield Defense bonus's pitiable little contribution. Uh, and then after that, you you hit it with your PDT, so your your total reduction for that with Burt Gang can hit something like 95% damage reduction for a physical attack, at which point Phalanx is going to take care of the rest of it, and you'll get hit, hit, hit zero, probably. Uh, it's, yeah, in it's, most situations. It's pretty damn good. Um, there's also the MP convert on it, but that's not really so much a deal anymore
1: when most of your blocked attacks are getting
2: and zero, that really is though. a shame
1: too because that that would be a major selling point for that shield in comparison to some other shields that that can do a similar trick to what you're talking about um having ochain still retain that in maybe a different way would be would just make it more special i guess is the best if way if it
2: put were it. either like i mean if it had like an alt thing where if you get hit for zero it it does a static yes. mp recovery value that would I mean, arguably, be potentially even better, because nothing hits you that hard, so a percentage exactly. conversion isn't as good anymore. I mean, cool. recovering a static amount of MP per block, especially if it was, like, I mean, even 5 or 10 MP would add up really fast.
1: You, you what would, we're saying is, at a point, when you get hit from the front on Paladin, you will generally block it, and it's, you can actually achieve 100% block rates now and when that happens you're generally going to be hit for zero so the mechanics on the o chain providing you that mp back if it's providing zero that, that's what we're talking about is is it doesn't actually do anything that part of the shield anymore. even archangel Elvin,
0: when i was using her in, in divergence wave two with uh reprisal up when she was getting hit it would be like 160 200 ish and then when she'd block a mob that's hitting her for that much with a shield she literally took four
2: five six damage it does, you know. I have to wonder what her uh, shield stats are, because I, I mean that looks like a tower shield, right? I wonder if she's got that kind of high block damage reduction. I have no idea what settings. They, I wish that they had added her shield instead of her sword in the original um, Archangel fights, uh, the, fight the, the highest high tier battlefields. Because I mean that would have been interesting. It's a it's a neat model too.
1: I would like to see a size four with the reprisal bonus that Prewen has. That would be interesting.
0: Yeah, I could see replacing Proven with a better, newer shield that's, like, a higher bar than your job-specific equipment.
1: I mean, you're likely still not going to be able to cap your block rate, um, but it would at least be able to provide a shield for, like, newer players where they may not have, like, all that Phalanx gear yet, and they may not necessarily have they, They're probably not going to have a per game either, um, but they are they would still end up having a shield that would have a decent block rate if they maintain reprisals. It gets them in a good habit of playing paladin correctly. Uh, by keeping by keeping that reprisal up, um, but it would also help offset you know a lot of the the damage they're going to take even if they block. Because as a new paladin, you can still expect to take some damage when you block. Um, but uh, as a you know, once you get up there, like shield blocks generally mean you're getting hit for zero.
2: Once you've got a, a strong phalanx, set, and we we've been talking about it for a bit, but maybe should I go over what reprisal is and what it does? Yeah, see, yeah sure. So, reprisal is a enhancing magic spell that paladin, paladin specific, gets it at like level 61, which is super annoying for anything 60 cap. Um, basically, it raises your block rate. Although recently they added uh, an, an extra effect to it that also increases your shield skill. So now it increases your shield skill by 15%. Um, and this is an active increase. It checks your current shield skill and ups it by 15%. It doesn't increase it on cast, so you can't like swap in lots of shield skill to get a bigger bonus. It, it it actively updates, and then after it increases your shield skill, it takes your current block rate against the mob and increases that by fifty percent. So significant jump there. Reprisal is basically what allows most shields to have a good block rate and makes O Chain's block rate cap up to very high level mobs. I mean, I think it's it's with reprisal you're going to be just under capped with no block plus or extra shield skill on like a level one thirty nine mob, and then with a little bit of gear you go up, you know, several more levels up there. Can cap on most things now. The the reprisal adjustment was really significant and really boosted Paladin's uh, physical defenses. It it feels really good in dynamic divergence now because all these weapon skills hitting you zero.
0: And it may it's, it may sound a bit overpowered too, but until recently with the reprisal update, some gear Paladins gotten Majesty stuff like that paladin was marginalized to the point where no one even it, it's still the the effect and the haze is still wearing off to this day it's not as bad as it was but everyone just even even myself there was no reason to take a paladin to almost anything you just take a rune to be done
2: yep and you you take the rune fencer and you you either needed you know raking gambit for your magic strategies or you'd have them hybrid DD because they're they can actually you know cap delay reduction with dark knight sub and or has or sam sub if you're less fond of the tanky things <laughs>
1: And, and the, that's not uh,
0: a lot in Salute. I mean, it's still important for skill chain damage to have, you know, Gambit
2: or Raycon. It's it's got it's very, very high utility, and they were really tough. And with Epiolatry, they had comparable physical defenses. I mean, not counting the blocks. I mean, yeah, because Paladin was blocking. That Yeah, that would be part of the
1: problem, right? So um, I guess this is where I can I can talk more about the Brilliance and, and what I'm known for in my groups, like when I go Paladin to things, so I actually cap block rate versus all content on my paladin. I have a lower HP threshold generally when I do it. And, and when we, when we talk about these things, like Martel's take on things and my take on things are, are probably going to be slightly different, but we generally agree on a lot of the same stuff. But it's not to say that one version is better than another because there are going to be pros and cons of both. Um, but when I say that, that capping block rate on everything in the game is important, what I want to mention is that it enables some really ridiculous strategies to be performed. And, uh, the way that I do it, is I just take the the calculations that are on that are basically on the bg and I just plug in having enough shield skill and everything I use the pre-win to do so and uh one thing that I want to mention with the pre-win and with block rates in general is that you you can enhance your block rate in in two ways outside of reprisal um, you can either get shield skill plus or you can get flat block rate plus and you definitely want to use a combination of both of them um, but with the pre-win, one tends to go further than the other for a reason I'll explain here in a little bit. Um, but the most important thing is you want to know roughly what the level of your content is, and then roughly based on that content, what the uh, the weapon rating that they're going to be using is too. Because that's, that's basically the effective combat skill comparison that Martel was talking about, was uh, it'll compare that directly with your shield skill, and um, it basically takes away from your block rate. Um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the formula, but it takes away from your block rate when uh, they have a higher skill than you have defensively with your shield. Now, when it comes to uh, pre-win specifically, uh, Reprisal doesn't just have a 50% bonus, it has a three times bonus. And the reason that is broken is because you will... Okay, so it has a three times bonus, and then it also... Uh, when, when Martel was saying that when you cast Reprisal, it gives you like, an additional 15% shield skill, uh, multiplying the result of that comparison plus the other factor number that, that goes into it um, by three uh, goes further with shield skill when you pump it into it than it does with flat block addition, which would go on at the end of that formula anyway. So something like a Brilliance is actually going to block more often uh, against the higher level content. Like the higher it goes, the more the more value you get out of it. Um, the Brilliance is actually going to block more often than an R15 Xcal with its flat shield block rate plus 10. So you really want to try to run the numbers for your gear if you want to try to pull that off. But I, against almost every content in the game, uh, if they're hitting me from the, fr- from the front, I don't find that I take damage ever.
0: Is there something about hitting you from the back here, Fox?
1: Yeah, if they hit me from the back, I'm, I'm kind of fucked. And that's because I'm not uh, wearing the, uh, I don't have a bird gang yet. And I would like to play with this build with the bird gang. But from what I've found, that 10 shield skill that's on brilliance is actually really important towards making pre-run work.
0: You know, it's funny you say you're fucked when you get hit from the back because that was I was making a suggestive joke there. Oh but. yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. As, as, as okay, long as yeah. you know, you, you ran with okay. it, but
1: yeah. Um, but I can't. Uh, basically, you'll you'll always hear me sing the praises of prewin. Um, whenever possible, I try to use prewin, and what it does to reprisal and your block rates with reprisal is absolutely absurd. And in reasonable to high end gear sets, it adds a lot of flexibility with what you can accomplish from like magic evasion and things. Um, when you can guarantee, you can basically guarantee that you're hit. Four zero 0 by like mob weapon skills and mob physical attacks it's it's pretty crazy um what you can do with Paladin when it comes to this but on the other hand i from what i understand martel don't you don't you normally use uh brick gang O-Chain?
2: yeah i i tend to to go with chain just because i need less support from the rest of my gear set to get my block rate capped and yes. i only need to use anything supporting that when i get to things that are over level 139 and I have a little bit of block plus by default in my sets just because, like, you know, the Rudianos cape and like Suvarin feet, for example, are going to be there anyway. So, like, the 3% on the back, for example, is another two mob levels where I stay capped. The 3% on the feet is another two levels. So, I'm like four levels ahead of 139, and you can only go up so much more at that point. So, um, it keeps me capped at a pretty dang high level without having to change anything, really.
0: You know, it'd be kind of nice if there was a very quick cheat sheet made on the Paladin <laughs> Community Guide on BG that said, hey, I have O-Chain, and I have Sovereign Feet in this. I'm cap block rate at 141.
2: thought about making something. I mean, possibly a spreadsheet, or, or if, not, if not that, just a chart. But the chart would have to have uh, very specific amounts of Block plus or shield skill, like common amounts. Like if you're wearing uh, Suveran Hands D Path, for example. Um,
0: I didn't want to the, make it over elaborate. I just it sounded like yeah, you know it, a, a general. It depends on how many
2: factors you're going to include, and that the more it's of those not a you do. Formula, then, though. Just a general thing, though.
1: Yeah, like like in general, like to the lay player who doesn't want to do a formula by hand. Most um, that I mean, that is most, yes. Um, But to the people who want to say, hey, how do I be good at X? And if they're going to ask that question, I expect them to take it seriously, right? Um, It's not difficult to actually do this formula by hand. There are way more complicated formulas out there. And uh, it's actually outlined pretty well, reasonably well. Um, You just have to make, sometimes you have to make some assumptions about the, the level and combat rating of the target you're fighting, but, you know. That's gonna. That's just gonna require some testing. One of the
2: things I've been thinking of making on that front is a chart for like dynamic divergence, because yes. there was a post a while back that has like all the levels for all of them, which were tested via uh, Kate's uh, question mark level holy. Because oh. you can you can find out what level the mob is because it has different effects. Like it'll do damage or not do damage based on whether or not it's divisible. The level is divisible by the roll it did. So you do a couple I, of those and you can like narrow down the actual level of the monster. And so now there's a list of what all the levels are. So I could figure out here's what you need for capped block rate, or here
1: are your block rates for this setting on yes. each of the levels. Here's how I've approached them. And this is this is just something I've done on my own. I haven't really shared it with, with much. Uh, but I just work with the assumption that they were all level 150. And then I worked with the assumption of what the base comment skill for that job would be. So for example, like your your Samurais are gonna be like A plus and Great Katana. So I just assume that their skill level was 774 at that point, for example. And that's how I've been I've been working it into the formula and it seemed to hold. So I I, I don't know. Like I, I could be overcapping even. Like actually under actually for, for
2: most of those mobs, you're overcapping by a lot because the only mob in there that is actually 150 is the wave three boss.
1: That's good to know because Everything I, I else it's lower than
2: that. In fact, you want me to get you this this chart? Or the, please. At least a level
1: I, I would love to have that chart because I would like to re I would like to reoptimize all my gear because right now I'm like cap versus all 150 content and I assume that that was the case
0: from the outline to the chart.
1: Yeah, that's good. So yeah, if you can send that my way, man, that'd be awesome.
2: I've, I've got it here somewhere bookmarked, but I don't think I have the tab open right now. So we may have to.
0: It sounds like something I'm... that would be good to have in FFXI calc or something, too. I mean, there's a lot of extra criteria versus like a dual wheel or delay or a store TP calculator that that thing is known for. The, you know, to this, but I think it's, the general... it's definitely not
2: something that's so complicated that we can't have oh, something yeah. to, to to math it so, out. It's there's just some steps to take, and the reprisal skill enhancement complicates a lot. So, of
1: it. like as a listener, you may ask yourself, well, if Fox captures block create versus all content in the game, like why why would I bother using anything else, right? And what I will tell you, like right now, is without even looking, I know that Martell idles in more plus enmity than I do uh, in his set. Uh, HP might be comparable, I, I, you know. That's important too, right? But I know just as a stat that is super important to idle in on on uh, on paladin. I know that that he idles more positive enmity than me. So while I may not be losing much enmity, and this kind of you know jumps into how CE is lost, but I may not be losing a ton of enmity from like taking like weapon skills and stuff from the front or anything that I block. Um, anytime I'm hit with like magic attacks, or if I'm hit from the back, or if I'm super tanking, or anything like that um his set is still going to be superior to mine when it comes to actually holding so like there are pros and cons to all of these things like i may i may pose that this is some kind of amazing set and it is when it works but in general the safer way to play is the build that he tends to favor because you're going to be safe in more situations and you're going to bleed less enmity because mine has to be ideal for it to work like it requires you to go pretty far out of your way to make to make it as awesome as it actually is.
0: And I don't yeah. know if we said earlier in the enmity section that when you have more enmity plus gear, you lose enmity less. Yeah.
2: Um, just for clarification, uh, this only affects uh, cumulative enmity. It's your CE loss when taking damage, uh, yes. should affect both physical, magical, whatever, any kind of actual damage, except for probably DOTs. I don't yes. think, I don't think DOTs affect enmity at all. Um,
0: getting Enfeebled does.
2: It does. Getting enfeebled does. We should have talked about CE loss, but we somehow skipped past it. I wasn't like marking these yeah. as we went. Yeah. Um, So enmity gear will affect um, CE loss by suddenly lost, how to phrase this. So like, okay, let's just go from the cap. It caps at a plus 100 enmity, which is not the enmity gear cap, but is the cap for this reduction effect. And when you have 100 enmity, it'll reduce your CE loss by 50%. This is significant. So it's basically two enmity to 1% CE loss reduction. Um, We can thank the JP for testing this one because another one of those blogs I was talking about had fantastic testing on this. The effect has been in the game for years and years and years. It was added during some of the and enmity revamps, and no one had a damn clue exactly what it did. Or how much, you know, <laughs> the, the main question there, how much enmity should we have in our idol set right. since since this is a thing? And CE loss is really hard to test. There are a lot of factors that makes it incredibly difficult, but the addition of Atonement, like figuring out the Atonement formula, which they did, credit there again, I, I posted to the English community, but I didn't figure this out. It was too much for me, math. Um, and getting that precise, exact, immediate snapshot of your current enmity that you can reverse calculate made it possible to easily test your CE loss, and they figured out how much we were getting out of the enmity plus gear. So the target value to aim for in your tanking sets is plus 100. This includes Crusade, so you actually only need about 70 in gear to hit that marker. Um, the other things, though, that reduce your enmity is, for example, losing shadows. It's, I think it's minus 25 CE per shadow lost. I'm not sure if shadows that are wiped rather than consumed by like an AOE if they count towards that or not, but I would think
1: that they yeah, probably we, do. We talked about this before, and I meant to test it and it just escaped my mind.
2: You know, yeah, I mean, well, you're not really that's ever going
1: to based on Yonin. Also, like it needs to be tested under both conditions. I was going to say, in there terms
0: is. of Paladin, you're not really ever sub ninja, so
2: not anymore. Yeah, I mean th- this used right, to be a yeah. thing. So... And... There's actually some interesting comments on how that era affected my gearing mindset, but I'll leave that for, for a little bit later. Um, we're to keep this on track, Spicy. Oh, well,
0: I, I, you know, I, I'm going to eventually say we're going to cut some of this off at a certain point point. be like, yeah, we're going to leave that part out so we don't run over two, not going to be two and a half hours this time, so we've got 30 minutes to wrap everything up here.
2: Uh-oh. Um, we can very do briefly, it. the last thing that will reduce your imity, aside from specific hate resets or imity reducing abilities, is being enfeebled, as Fox mentioned. Um, when any people hits you, high whether fives. it lands or not, um, it's going to reduce your CE by 80. This is not modifiable by enmity gear or any sort of CE loss reduction. All those uh, interact with taking damage. Uh, the other important thing to know, and this actually affects your gearing habits, is that CE loss is partially based on the player's max HP. So high HP yes. bills have the added effect of reducing how much enmity you're losing from taking damage. Which is a point in favor of high HP builds, you know, sitting there at like 3k or higher HP. Although I don't tend to like to go too much higher than that, just because my it's not you, practical. The, the set balancing becomes impractical, and you either have to lock in and just stand there in the same gear all the time, because taking changing any piece of gear would drop your HP, or so, you have to choose a more reasonable level that you're able to balance all your sets at. The fast cast what? set sort of caps out at 3k. You you, it's your uh sort of the. Wow, my the bulwark against it,
0: it's the it's the high water mark for your other sets because yes. of. And as a what rune I fencer, wanna... I have that problem because I don't get the good HP fast cast gear like Paladin does. So I always wonder, as a rune, how much more HP I should be pumping in because there's no practical way to really go out there and be like, wow, this set's working a little better. You know, you don't really know.
1: And what I want to point out is more towards like new Paladins also who might be listening here. Um we are talking about your max HP though, not your current HP. So optimizing your set so that you don't have as much slingshot, and and what I mean by that is like you know you shoot to high HP, low HP, and then you have like this, this HP difference. And like some people may call you a baddie for having it, but honestly, that just makes you a better a better tank. Honestly, even even if you do slingshot, it's still better that you're in that idle max HP because you're going to lose less enemy when you get hit. Um, as you gain gear and stuff, you're going to be able to help balance that better. But you do want to shoot for high HP in those sets, uh, despite what people will try to tell you about whether or not your HP goes to yellow or whatever when you do action. It is far more important that you're in high HP to make sure that you're losing less, less hate for hit.
2: Yeah, I, I would second that thought. I While the HP yo-yo does drive me nuts, oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm not going to change what how I'm gearing because someone's bot can't handle someone being in low HP. Um, <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what you'll do eventually is you'll you'll make your IRL sets at a specific level, at, at to start, and then you'll slowly balance your other sets to bring them up to that level. Uh, although I do recommend restricting this under a toggle, because making all your sets high HP is going to cost you in other areas. Like, you'll lose enmity, because some of the best enmity gear in the game doesn't have hundreds of HP on it like Severin does. Um, so you're you're going to sacrifice a lot to get all of your sets up to that level, but it makes for a really stable and balanced playstyle, especially if you can keep PDT high on all of them too. Like, if you, keep, yes. if you keep your PDT high in your casting sets, then you don't have a weak point whenever you cast something and you don't have a, a chance for something to one shot you.
0: I um, just want to throw a little interjection here for all the rune fencers. Emmet Harnet <laughs> plus 1. Emmet Harness has crap HP on it. Thank you rune fencers Emity set. said. Oh my god.
1: It's pretty bad, yeah.
0: And the hands.
2: Accessory balancing is is what you do for most of it. Um you're going to need some some high HP earrings and rings mostly. Domain vision
1: collar plus 1 at R15.
2: Uh, Yes, and that one's a huge one. It's so Um, good. Although, you do have to give up the higher enmity um, and spell interruption from Moonlight. I'm usually good with it, honestly. I I like my Moonlight collar.
0: I can't not use Moonlight on Rune if it's an interruption set.
2: Although, Runefencer plus two neck is also really good. It doesn't have as much HP. That's, I mean, true. It doesn't have as much HP, but it's got some really nice stats on it.
1: Plus 200 on the neck is pretty absurd. Like, it's not really fair to compare that, like, HP wise. Well, at the top of my head,
0: it's ten emity for the plus two, seven for the plus one, and I think it's like sixty for the plus one HP and like eighty or eighty five or something like that for plus two. So it's not a lot, but it is a good chunk.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, I was I was talking about unmoving still.
0: Oh yeah, I was saying unmoving is like a couple hundred plus HP. Two
1: hundred. You yeah. you
0: okay over their fox? Should I call someone? You uh, a little excited?
1: Oh,
2: oh yeah, a a lot where they they actually did a good job with a an augment.
1: Yeah, like, um, so. I, I get really excited when I talk about, like, gear your, your comparisons and stuff, because that's, like, the part of this game that's actually interesting to me. But yeah, the, the plus 200 on that is uh, pretty absurd. unless you move a lot of stuff around in your sets. I so. would use it a lot
2: more often on Paladin if I didn't need the spell interruption on Moonlight for so many of my sets. And I, I almost default to the spell interruption unless I've finished lining all my mobs up and they're all in front of me with reprisal up, so I know I'm going to block. But anytime I'm moving or the things are getting ready, having a max spell interruption set is incredibly helpful. I mean, when you go to cure because things are beating the crap out of you and you're about to die, it kind of helps if it doesn't get interrupted by the mob that's hitting you in the ass. That's true.
0: You know, what Although, also again, helps. toggles. What also helps, uh, you know, with getting hit is how blocking with the shield will stop additional effects.
2: No, I, I, that's in my list, and I never said anything about it. So um, for physical weapon skills, lots of them have nasty additional effects everything from terror, stun, paralyze, HP down, so on. As long as it is a physical weapon skill, and not ranged, it can't be ranged because for some insane reason you can't block range attacks. Thank Congrats. you, SE. Um, if you block it, it will prevent the additional effect. So when you have 100% block rate, no physical weapon skill is going to inflict a status effect on you. So if you've got a Dynamis Divergence Samurai in, him in front of you hitting you with, you know, Kasha and so on, nothing is going to land on you. You're going to block it, it's going to hit for nothing, and it's not going to enfeeble you. This can be anywhere from mildly helpful to incredibly useful. Uh, to give a, a case scenario, I was doing Shale, Gale, jail, however you say that earlier, <laughs> uh, yesterday, and fighting a Razanim in V15, and it likes to use a move called Terrifying Snap. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to terror you, and yes. it was spamming the hell out of it. It never landed. I blocked it every time. I never got terrored. I got to spam Atonement in its face.
1: And you weren't using any kind of like special magic evasion set or anything?
2: Oh no! This this is my this is like it's my hybrid DD set. I wasn't even using Severin except for like the feet for the HP. This was I was using like Harandi and Flama legs and feet or legs and uh, hands, and then like all the rest of it was hybrid DD. just enough to get keep my PDT capped and my HP at 3k, and all the rest of it was DD stats for getting TP faster for atonement spam, and yeah. everything was hitting zero, <clears throat> and I was blocking everything and not getting terrored or a you know defense down or anything.
0: What's the uh, which is the one in Omen the cat array that does and effects on its, uh... That's,
2: uh, cute.
0: So, can Shield Block stop that as well, or is that just an no. additional... No. okay. That's...
2: Sadly, it has to be a weapon skill. Now, I will note one interesting exception. Normal melee attacks, in effects, won't block them. Not damage, not status effects. So, Q is going to f- to screw you up anyway. You need Magic Evasion for that, or don't get hit both of which rune vencer is and it at, parries it too is. to
0: stop it in the first yes place. And, and the
2: parry so you know batuta and there you go although is that one of the ones that also has an avoidance down aura i hate that shit no no no, no. okay <clears throat> um and i think that one of them does but there is an exception there are certain monsters who have melee attacks that are sort of counted as weapon skills if you recall iron giants for example how they have aoe melee attacks whales or it'd be monomotas Mata, uh, yes monomotas Mata, are included as well and the uh the rava thingy another example would be the belladonas I think Yeah, yeah there it's, it's, it's a wild keeper reeve the tyrannosaurus looking one whose name i've Tojo you tojo the other names he has like that triple bite where he bites like three times i the believe shark, that yeah. counts as one of them too i don't remember what the status effect on it is if there is one but i think you can block that and prevent so, like, for an Iron Giant, the, they have Amnesia on the Stomp and Stun and Knockback. Oh, the, the Knockback is weird. You can't prevent that with a Shield Block, but Knockback is always weird. But for the Stun and Amnesia, Shield Blocking will prevent those from landing, so you'll never get Interrupted and you won't get Amnesia if you're facing towards them and Blocking.
0: And I, I pulled them up, and also it reminds me of the uh, the monkeys, not the opo opos, but the the. It's like I know which one you yeah, mean. Because was introduced in Meebles. Fuck they are. Yeah, it's Y-star. like YZ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hate those things. And yes, some for Middle Eastern either, Turkish. I don't know what it is.
2: For any of their AOE melee attacks that work like that, the blocking will prevent the additional effect. I don't think you can prevent the TP reduction that's on one of them though.
1: And for.
0: The Gaboroth is the name of it because of the horn thing. Gibranth, yes, yeah, thank Gibranth. you. Uh, the, the Bite is defense down, and the charge with his head is stun and knockback.
2: So neither of those will stick if you're shield blocking.
1: That's
0: cool.
2: And it's that it's that not like a, a magic lot. evasion check kind of thing. It's a on or off. If you block it, it doesn't land. Done.
1: That explains a lot. Like, I, I am one of the players that's blessed with multi-selection. And so I have, you know, magic evasion sets for Paladin. And I did notice that I've been uh, I've been avoiding a lot of like nasty effects on there, and I've actually noticed that I avoid it more often than I do on runes sometimes. And I'm not saying that that's always gonna be the case. It's just something I've noticed playing both jobs. And um, I, I, I tend to, to shrug off status effects more often on Paladin when it's like a one a, like a one on one sort of scenario, not necessarily in, like Dynamis or something like that. Um, and the whole shield block thing, I didn't know that that part of it that it would like block additional effects from like weapon skills and stuff but that actually makes a lot of sense as far as like what my observations have been so far and like i was writing that off as like being part of the volte but i i knew like in the back of my head it shouldn't be more so than a rune fencer so so yeah that makes a lot of sense
2: key factor to keep in mind there is that this isn't all weapon skills it's physical weapon skills that are not range attacks it has to be shield blockable but if you block it then it can prevent it and it's much easier to tell if you've blocked a weapon skill now, thanks to Kinchi and I working on, he did the coding, I, I helped test, uh, working on battle mod, It can now display a blocked message on a weapon skill that was blocked. There is a, like a tag or a, a, a switch or something in the packet for a weapon skill that tells us whether or not it was blocked.
1: I think I remember you,
2: you guys. So uh, post- yeah, there, I, did a, I did a post in AH about it because it looks glorious. So now you can see it when you block something instead of just guessing by the damage. I mean, usually it's pretty apparent, but sometimes you wonder, because I've seen one, like, I, one time I saw a blocked victory smite for 800. That had to have critted. <laughs> and normally I would have assumed that that was unblocked, but it was blocked, it just hit really damn hard.
0: What about guard, too? There should be a packet for that, too, and parry. Maybe parry weapons going did don't
2: even know. Unfortunately, there doesn't appear to be one for parries. Uh, it, it literally just counts as a miss. So oh, okay. there's no way to tell on that front right now, or at least if there is, he hasn't found it. Uh, guards, I'm not as certain on. You'd have to check with Kinchi. I don't know if that was something he was working on or if he just didn't see one. Uh, I don't play or have Monk, so I wasn't able to really help with any of the testing for that.
1: It would be interesting to find out more about Guard, though. Um, Guard is okay, but it's not something you can really build towards. But there's a lot of gear that would indicate that, that would be the case. And I don't want to go too far because it's not helped. Um, I would like to see more more testing done with Guard to find out a bit more about it.
2: I like to know about Intervene.
1: <laughs> oh, Intervene.
2: Someone someone's kinda of trying to keep us on task here. Yeah. Um <clears throat> for the unaware, Intervene is Paladin's SP two, um, second SP ability. It what it does is it's basically the physical equivalent of RuneFencer's Audilic Subterfuge. It you hit the mob with it, and that mob is inflicted with an incredibly powerful accuracy and attack penalty. Um testing in in uh PvP has shown that it is literally like flooring their attack at one point, at least for player characters. I've never tried this with like massive attack buffs to see how it compares to that, but there's a pretty good chance that it is literally just setting their attack and accuracy to 1. So anything physical-based is not going to do anything until that wears off. Short duration, but it's incredibly powerful for dangerous short-term fights like uh, a Zerg after 50%, uh, or... Uh, Damis Divergence Warrior inims using mighty strikes and then trying to fell cleave the alliance to death. Now, you mean you should be staying out of the way of that anyway, but using it can make that very safe, even if people are where they shouldn't be.
0: And it may be 30 seconds, but if you were, for say, taking Alexander out to get um perfect defense and perfect defense is wearing off at about 50, 55 seconds, 50, it's, it's kind of off at the end anyway. But at that point, you get another 30 seconds with that and you could just kind of keep riding certain things, Bring them together,
1: yeah. And let's take a, a fight like Helfus, too. Uh, you like you wouldn't be using that until you're at fifty percent and he starts to go nuts anyway. Like he gets the aura, the avoidance aura Uh so I mean it's not like you would start the fight with it just because you're zerging, like everyone can be careful and then zerg at fifty percent when you know you, you bash him with
0: it. And it takes more than thirty seconds to kill him, so
1: it's true, I mean, it's true, but it keeps people safer for longer. I wouldn't say that's always the case.
0: And I I had a link show where the setup was always to just fight him and he was the worst one because he would kill people with you know, a melee burn setup against I, him. I
2: I will agree with that one. He's without a doubt the worst. I think uh, wave two boss of any of the zones. But I have been in a group that has killed him before intervene wore off, wore off uh, from fifty percent.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I can see that being.
2: I mean, this was an alliance and really high end DDs and lots of buffs yeah. and SP stuff. And you know, it's you're using like everything you've got. It's not a small low man group, and it was pretty specialized. But this is something that can be done.
0: Yeah, um, and even yeah, even I mean, in that I case, there was a group. Just having one summoner would still mean it's done too.
1: I think just having as many strategies on being able to take down how this is possible is like a good thing because like, yeah like you said he's he's probably the worst one to deal with and he's like the boogeyman of wave two for the other months.
2: thing that makes him be incredibly obnoxious uh in him from a tank perspective well two hate things reset. really but hate reset yep he has hate resets uh yes. I wish that there was some way to prevent that but that is the worst we have two tanks so we'll build up hate and well I mean on paladin come on now
1: yeah on paladin it would be nice if you could prevent that um...
0: on rune fence or somewhat practical but not yeah
1: I, mean, I, have a, I have a question about that um so and this kind of talks about uh, goes back into shield mechanics a little bit um but we have an ability called palisade and i've never actually used paladin versus uh Halfus, but palisade doesn't help mitigate you that well i mean
2: with an avoidance down or up you can't block so palisade does nothing
1: So it's only when you block, oh you're
2: thinking of the imity effect for, for the hate reset yeah, i yeah, don't and- believe that affects hate resets uh, I mean, if yeah. it did, or if like if immity Plus Gear could affect that, then it wouldn't be a hate reset anymore. It'd be reducing it by fifty percent by default, and then another twenty percent multiplicity with with, with Burt Gang. So I I'm pretty sure that none of that works on any monsters' hate reset mechanic.
1: palisades I, I I tank Helfus on Ninja, and Ninja doesn't lose hate, so I I don't I can't I mean, test shadows. No, no, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't at all. Like he just eats the. You, you eat the uh, shoulder attack or whatever that resets your hate, and it just takes some shadows, and you just keep casting them Like, you don't actually get hit with the hate reset.
0: An event where Ninja is the best tank for once.
2: Yeah, I mean, for, if, if, for uh, if shield blocking would, well, I mean, I guess I can't shield block yeah. after 50%, but if shield blocking would prevent the hate reset, I'd be fine with that, but That's, it very clearly doesn't.
1: It's kind of a, a dangerous line kind of thought, though. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say that Ninja is the best. I would say that it's the safest and low man. But if you have an alliance like Martel was talking about, just burning him to actual death (laughs) from fifty percent after within the window of intervene, like if you can pull it off, that's probably the optimal strategy. Well, of
0: course it's the optimal strategy, but you know uh, that's that's a a pretty high bar to clear. There, you need people, you need well geared people, and you need to all be on point. And you know,
1: well, that's one thing about Paladin though is that even in a situation where you lose hate, like once you've intervened, like the rest of those DDs are still fairly safe. So even if he resets your hate. You actually might benefit by having like some of the other DDs get the hate resets. Like if he actually connects the attack, because he's probably going to miss, right? So, um, like intervene on its own. Um, like if, if all the attacks are still directed at you, probably less significant, uh, against most other mobs, but it's really significant against Halfas because it's not protecting you. It's protecting everyone he turns around and hits after he resets your hate, if he even does. So it's kind of important. It it keeps his
2: nasty enhanced battle dance the york i think or something. it's called something it keeps that from just absolutely killing everyone in the first yeah. place i mean that one's brutal
0: i'm gonna do a whole uh, 180 here or do a 360 from my keyboard and walk away um if i was a new paladin since i'm thinking about paladin for a second on a completely different topic and i wanted to get capacity points what would you say is the best way i go do that because i have a thought but i want to see what your first thought is
2: the key factor in what you said there is new paladin, so I can't really tell you what I did because it's not something a new paladin should probably be trying. Um, what did you do?: I cleaved apex mobs with alien edge.
0: Oh okay, well they, 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 yeah
2: it's less and this, this is this is less reasonable for someone who's not highly geared and doesn't have a pocket geomancer to to do. Um,
0: I was just thinking poxhounds uh being the healer for the group with majesty and giving uh the circle effect.
2: I mean, I think that's a great option. Uh, I mean, Majesty would have good applicability. You can hold extra mobs, tank. I mean, heck, you could probably just aggro the entire group by swinging your HP with a a cure cheat and then just hold them all in a corner. And every time a new one pops, just... Bring it in and just keep them all on you, and everyone can just kill them as they go. That is as,
1: as Rua and I found out, like the Paladin doesn't even have to be the healer in that situation. Like, you can actually DD if you have the Founder's Body and you even bust out Holy Circle because you're basically doing the Beastmaster impression that I've gone on about before against those undead mobs. So, it's a really effective skill chain opener and closer in that situation, especially if you're using like fragmentation weapon skills, that sort of
0: thing. You would have to be well geared at that point to do that because yeah, those mobs so are like 1350 the... accuracy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly the, the uh the bar for entry is a little bit higher in that case
1: and light is pretty strong
2: depends on how new we're saying they, they are like because it's not too much to expect that they have a cure set and that they could block because these are like immediate paladin of folks things i mean a pre-win is not a huge bar there they might have that they have a prize and get some buffs and and can probably tank them but maybe not necessarily hit them um i mean if you've got the gear for it if you've got the setup for it if you want to go full dd and and like Sam sub or Dark Knight sub, and have at it with Greatsword or Shining One. Then
0: I'd imagine Shining One be better in this case than a Greatsword against poxhound I mean, even though they do take I'd a slashing Boast. The uh, slashing they, bonus. And,
2: and they're slashing
1: weak, and
0: I would think even nagling.
1: I would savage blade and bring another uh, applicable heavy DD option like uh, Warrior with Great Axe, or even a Beastmaster in this situation, um, because they're also going to benefit from your circle and their and uh, their Imperian gear, like. Paladin plus Beastmaster in any of the um the inner court uh, apex camps, uh they are absolutely disgusting as a as a duo. Like you're basically insta-killing those mobs. I saw it firsthand. It was it was it was absolutely fantastic. Okay, um, so that but, was good.
0: What are we what are we missing here on Paladin? Shield um, choices we did.
1: I did want to talk about uh and I mentioned this before the before the podcast too in our chat. Um I wanted to talk a bit about how people always compare Paladin and Rune Defensor and um, the idea of losing hate, because it, it seems like it's like some sort of like awful like badge of just you're bad if you lo- happen to lose hate on the job, and it's not necessarily true. Like I mean, hate caps can be reached and everything. And one thing that I did want to point out, as both a, a high end rune fencer and a high end paladin, um, is that when I'm on rune fencer, it feels way more bad when I lose hate than when I lose hate on paladin because I can still save people from themselves when I'm on Paladin, but on RuneFencer it feels like all I can do is catch up, and I mean, yeah, you can use DPS to do that, and I'm not saying that, that Paladin is better than RuneFencer, but as, as far as like that aspect of the game, and it's going to happen to you, no matter how cool you think you are, um, I feel like Paladin does more for the group in that situation than, than Rune does.
2: I only have Rune in so question.
1: Happens to be in your party. Cover. Yeah, yeah, cover is important. Yeah, i I'm you just guys, just you being got able all to the... Just being able to cure everyone, um, just being a backup healer, uh, because you got to think, if you lose hate, all of a sudden you have status effects also roaming around everything, and having a paladin available really helps your triage decisions from your white mage, because they don't necessarily have to be heal only. Uh, Like, if there's a lot of status effects floating around, you know, maybe they don't have Yagrash. and even if they do have Yagrash, sometimes it takes multiple casts to get stuff off. Like, you can still spot heal everything. So, if you you can't guarantee that all the status effects are only going on to you because you're tanking, or, or even if they're like AoEs and stuff, uh, basically, Paladin does a lot more when the fight tends to start, when the, if, if the fight starts running away. Like, not everything is always going to be a hyper optimal Zerg. Like, people have to remember that. It, it's just not always going to be. Let's the case. take black so, and white as an example.
0: Sorry, Marta, so, you can
2: go. Yeah, to, to quote an instance of this, I dual box my Paladin and a white mage. So frequently, I'll start a cure four on Martel when damage comes in, and then start removing the status effects from our the the white mage. So, this I can directly see this particular synergy.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It 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 changes. It just changing those trade decisions like that is is super important, and that's actually going to raise the DPS of your group too. Because if your white mage can focus only on removing debuffs, not not only is a bit extreme, but if if your white mage can lean towards the debuff end because you got it on paladin and you are well supported from the cure standpoint. Um, you're actually raising your group's efficiency, whether or not you even lose hate. But but again, like my my point was is that it doesn't feel as bad losing hate on paladin if it happens because it, I just feel like you contribute more um, in that situation.
0: I think with the more recent adjustments to paladin, even though they're not that recent anymore, uh, I think paladin for most content in this game is undisputedly a better tank in general to take, and. That especially goes for if the rune fencer is not very well flushed out in their sets, because yeah, there's there's examples of saying let's take black and white. Yeah, uh, as a rune fencer, I'm gonna hold better hate in that fight because I can throw out uh, dimmiation and and do you know a good amount of damage while tanking and hold hate in that fight because we mentioned it earlier with the 99 uh, capping and that, uh, but. When you have all those mobs in black and white, and you hit a weapon skill set, it's very possible to have something happen at that point, and it will happen to you on Runefencer for certain. If you're doing that, you will die in your weapon skill gear.
1: Yeah, I remember I made specific sets that have like that cap my DT for
2: weapon skills. I was, I was about to say that was PDT weapon skills was weapon skill sets was the answer there.
0: Yeah, I haven't done that. I could make the rule of mine too because tanking was the default for my uh, my rune gear swap, but I just never did because I I'm. Always want to do the deeps. I'm always chasing daddy's love on rune.
1: <laughs> well, you, you are actually sacrificing quite a bit of damage when you do that, though, but I mean, it, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it is harsh. Well, you can it's at least put something in there. When you're
2: wanting to contribute some damage, but you can't risk dying. Like one of the. I think I implemented this for my rune fencer first in, in Odyssey, actually, when I was pulling whole groups of mobs and then spamming weapon skills on them, and we wouldn't always necessarily be getting them slept in a timely manner. So I'd be getting the crap beat out of me, but still need to weapon skill. Like, what do you do for, not for weapon skill, or do you do a weapon skill for some damage instead of maximum?
0: Rune stuck with crap like the Karo necklace for damage or whatever because the Focia doesn't really do anything in this case. I mean, it does, but not really. So, I mean, throwing a neck on there for Rune, uh, something like that, you know, there's certainly pieces that won't sacrifice much.
2: It's just a matter of finding your best uh, mix and match for what gives you the most PDT for the least loss and, of DPS.
0: And tank jobs in general you know rune ninja especially because ninja's got a lot of stuff going on but rune and paladin the amount of how deep down that rabbit hole for your set you can go into is actually quite ridiculous you could spend an entire day just lost in your sets and i keep going back to the rune community guide on on bg and adding random sets and variations of sets and i'm not even like i look at them like this is a good variation, but I don't have it I don't know if I'd ever use it, but I definitely see the value and it's like you sit there trying to make these sets and it's like there is so much it, it, probably the most min maxing you can do for a job in this game is is sets for tanks
2: it just there's there's more variables because like your your typical DD is not going to worry as much about your HP balancing in your weapon skill set yeah. you know for, for example
0: can um, I cap DT and spell interruption and keep mony what's the balance
1: yeah, that's and, uh, that's actually where where my Paladin's weakest point is, is that if I'm using a weapon skill that is in the uh I go all in for the damage and stuff on it because it's rare that I do it, um, and my HP definitely drops. Like if I ever use like Knights or, or Savage Blade, it's uh, hey, it's not good.
2: I have a toggle for that one. I I will I should keep old. it on if I if I need to be safe. I'll, I'll turn it on. And the PDT weapon skill sets are not as refined in terms of best oh. DPS, but they keep my HP up and they keep my PDT up. So I can do some damage or close a skill chain or open a
1: skill chain for some toggling and and hit the mob. I guess I should, I should actually amend that a bit. I I do have a toggle for it, but it's not the toggle that you're thinking of. Like I don't have the DT toggle. I have a toggle on whether or not I actually swap gear when I weapon skill. Um, And I just do that in case I'm like an opener or a closer for something if I need to. Um, And then I actually hit the toggle and it actually enables my weapon skill swaps if if it's enabled that way. So that's the way that I manage it. because like, not always is your damage needed, but it's nice if you can add
0: it. It's toggling amazing. is great, but when you add all these extra layers of complexity onto it, you can... You I, I like, really I like to keep it as simple as possible and try to make it you know, as out of the way as possible. Otherwise, I'm now worrying about extra things. and I had I, I a certain point where I just forget what certain toggles are if I don't use them often. I'm like, oh, wait, I know I have a toggle, but what is it? And it's like, I just try not to even make all these toggles anymore.
2: I have a, a separate macro book. I have a macro called Variables uh, in my general sets, and this swaps me over to a different book with a entire macro palette—one in the center and one above and below, all filled with toggles with the names on there.
0: And now we know and what I, it takes to be the best Paladin.
2: <laughs> there's, there's just, there's all sorts of crap. I mean, Good like, luck, everyone else. From, I've had stuff from like locking in Shadow Ring way back when when I was trying to not die to certain things like pre-react and all those other death. things that do things for you. There's this, still not nearly enough resist death gear in this game. Do you use React? Uh, for some things, yes. I a, a Lilith wore me out.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say I don't use React. I'll just like, I'll just put my big boy pants on and and stand up to it.
1: Um, my- I also I also only play one character, and I you know I have I have certain views about you know using React and stuff. Uh, on one hand, I can understand that I, I will concede that. In situations where, you know, we, we don't play in Japan. So when there's stuff that we have to avoid that does not have a reasonable window to avoid it in, unless you're, you're playing right next to the server. Um, that I think is a situation where, where React sees more benefit. Um, and it's a bit more acceptable. But overall, um, yeah, I, I just like to make sure that I'm playing my game, I guess. Big
0: this month in Ambuscade too, because you can avoid the Amity resets if you have React. Yeah. You can still avoid them normally, but if you live in Europe, you're probably not yeah. going yeah, to avoid see them.
1: see a lot of people using it. I
0: mean, did we miss I, anything on Paladin? And sorry, you can
2: finish. I'm, I'm sure we did. It's just, did we miss anything on my list? Maybe not, but did we miss anything on Paladin? I'm absolutely certain we did.
1: Uh, I'd like to talk about Fastcast real quick. Um, no, yes. Uh, and we're all going to approach this differently. Uh, I know that on my paladin, I only hit about fifty-eight to sixty percent fast cast, and that's because I, I actually go heavier on SIR than it, than I made it sound. Um, I have I cap most of the spells I have with spell interruption, or I just straight out block it with the shield and prevent interruption there. Um, in general, I don't believe that paladin needs as much fast cast as like rune does or other jobs. Um, so it's okay to dial back on that to keep your HP high and to keep your DT. Uh, well, I guess fast cast and DT doesn't really matter just super lot but uh, using it to to keep your HP high so it, it's it's like the number one reason that you can see uh, job slingshot is their fast cast sets don't ever take max HP into account so when you switch into that very briefly and then switch out into your other set because you've 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 proc what you need for your fast cast um, that is where you're gonna usually lose your in, in, in a job
0: I'll use something like the uh, ulation earring and lose the one to two percent fast cast or whatever um to just it's to the extra MP. 50 hp mp and you know it's also mdt but
1: i it, it took me it took me days of just like working through it because I, I don't really go off guides and i managed to get my my fast cast set like 58 60 percent, something like that um for all of the different fast cast precasts that i have because i have several and uh i i got it so that i have over 3k hp when i do it so you don't have to go nuts and like go any higher than that but i i particularly don't like dropping below 3k And I found that that was like the biggest opportunity. So, if if people want to work on their sets, that's the benchmark that I would say you would want to hit for it. Um, But, you know, everyone's going to have a
0: different. Here's the picking and choosing thing. Okay, you have a bunch of mobs hitting you. Let's say it's, you know, an ambuscade or something, and you're using a spawn eruption rate set on Rune Fence or Paladin. It's kind of moot for Paladin because you might be blocking, you know. So, you have, or maybe just say it's enough mobs all around you that you're not blocking because they're hitting you from the back um and, and you have to choose okay i need my spell interruption rate set here so cure gets off so things get off so i can not get interrupted and i need to be able to cure i can't get interrupted that's going to screw things up uh the balance there is going to be sure you can have that cap spell interruption rate but now you have to balance how much less hp do you have is it enough where you're not going to get killed with a tp move or anything because you're dropping out dt potentially and you know enmity and everything else in there so it's it's really weird, because you have to try and pick. Do I want HP and melee? Do I want DT? Do so I if want... I
2: can weigh into that for a moment. Yeah. You can hit 3k HP, cap spell interruption, eruption, and cap PDT and cap pure potency in the same Great. set.
0: Well, that's Paladin. You've got I mean, gear. I mean, it's well, ridiculous. I'm, I'm, ta-
2: what, I'm talking about Paladin. Runefencer's not in to pure. I so Don't worry about that one. It's yeah. Still, right. it's
0: just, I imagine, I, you know, I don't play Paladin, but I imagine I'm taking that Runefencer logic of how drastic mm. the change in the and the quality of gear is to throw in
1: an interruption rate? It's not on Elden. Um, Elden I figured there's something there. ridiculous, ridiculous spell interruption rate gear, like 20 and 30% chunks. It's huge.
0: But does it still alleviate all the problems? You don't have to start picking between HP, DT, everything, yeah. enmity? Because you're going to miss out on something by doing that.
2: You will lose out in enmity if you, yes, if you, you lose, lose PDT enmity. capped, HP capped, and like, especially for cure potency, because you're adding another factor. The enmity set is a little bit less stressed, because you take away one stat. If it's not a cure, you don't need the cure potency. And I tend to prioritize the cure potency over the enmity because yes. I want to cure for as much as possible, and then the enmity comes after that. Um,
1: I mean, but yeah, you're going to lose that. something.
2: Even even just getting 3k HP will immediately tank your enmity set because you can hit plus 200 enmity in just gear and crusade now. It's possible to do so with like all the best enmity gear, but your HP gets knocked down to like 2300 or something. You you can't do 3k HP and and 200 envy
1: what i recommend, and i don't see a lot of people do it is uh putting the the, the five merits into your spell interruption rate down that's what I, that's I, really I do really this awesome. too
0: there's nothing more valuable for the second topic it's there really you have enmity plus and you have enmity minus but it's five there's nothing more important there five percent enmity enemy crit rate is not yep. a frequent enough occurrence there's nothing there besides crit rate for you and spell and eruption rate
2: i actually wish they'd uncapped that because i i do i did recently Uh, experiment a little bit, and the enemy crit rate minus is actually kind of nice, because when Uh you're blocking everything, the only thing that actually does any damage to you is their crit. So that's when they get
1: TP, and that's when you take damage. I'm not saying it's better. you get the spell interruption? I, I also use enemy crit down. I use enemy crit down and enemy down. I mean, or not, emmity, now this owner
0: compared to the other categories. There's no reason it shouldn't be uncapped because everything else says you get all the stats, you get all the weapon, you get it. there's nothing else capped anymore. I don't know why that one's. I, I also
2: want my job specific categories uncapped too because I want all of everything. Red Mage merits are a nightmare, they're all too good.
1: I see. I too want to both cap your enemy plus and enemy MNP- minus in that category.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds maybe, maybe, great. maybe pick one or the other of that one, but I, I'd like to have the, the enemy crit rate in the minus, the player crit rate plus. And the spell interruption rate plus.
0: For a while, I uh, ran until I needed spell interruption rate. I said I ran emity plus just so I could pull emity on a DD and use it better than someone else and wear DT and not die <laughs> versus someone else pulling it and dying, right? Tanking on blue. So, anything we want to wrap up with?
1: Oh, there was something. Uh, tip, uh, your, your tips and tricks is actually important. I
2: mean, I didn't get to add much to that one. That one ended up really short, but I that one trick is pretty good. So, if you're doing dynamics or something and you have a red mage in your party. The way phalanx gear works is it's, and they've adjusted the name to reflect this, is that it is phalanx received gear. So if a red mage with 500 skill and huge enhancing duration casts phalanx on you while you're wearing your phalanx plus gear, you'll get a like 15 minute long max potency phalanx and won't have to present a weak point recasting that in the middle of most fights because phalanx is like one of the worst sets for HP and PDT because every slot is taken up by phalanx plus gear. Um, it's a really useful thing to do if you've got a red mage to work with you.
0: you know, I've actually never right, thought about
1: that. It's, it's awesome. easily like an AD damage reduction or something. It's really huge. What about emboldened? Ooh.
2: As I was supposed to say is that for Runefencer, they can embolden. And if, you're, if you use your embolden enhancement pieces on Runefencer as well, then like the cape, yeah, just the cape pretty much. And the red mage has a lot of duration plus. They can actually make that last long enough to full time. So yeah, by, I mean, by the time it wears off, your embolden will be up again. Runes usually so weak
0: on physical defense, I usually just use it for protect and, you know, but uh, it my, would be nice to use it for that.
1: Trick, my favorite rune trick is actually uh, emboldening the Umbrava. <laughs> I didn't think about
2: that. <laughs> I've never thought about that. That's that's fascinating. It's
1: broken. It's, it's straight broken.
2: That's that, awesome. That tickles me. Oh, oh I, you know I, Gen saying protect yeah. just reminded me I, I did not at all cover uh, shield barrier or majesty's did, oh, effect on yeah. protect now. So. They added a, a second effect to Majesty that makes it AoE Paladin's Protect spells. So Paladin can cast Protect on an entire party, and it works the same as a Session or as Majesty does for Cures, in that you can cast on other parties and AoE it. So the Paladin can cast Protect on the entire alliance in three casts, and there's a reason for them to do so, because Paladin's Protect is now better than a White Mage's. Yep. Shield Barrier is a new trait that Paladin got, and what this does is adds the Paladin's Shield's Defense to their protect effect. So if you have Srivatsa, it adds 150 defense to protect. Meanwhile, Pre-Win would be 130 crying. and so on, yeah. So you, you swap on Srivatsa, cast protect on yourself, hit your party, cast it on the other two parties in the alliance if you have an alliance, and then everyone's got a much better protect. The only problem is that Paladin doesn't get a whole lot of enhancing duration plus, there's like
1: three pieces. But still, you I've can noticed, still get like, like a 40 like minute... My, yeah, my break. my protect's like landing for like 36 minutes, and then like the, the White Mage's shell 5 is on there for an hour. And like I feel mm. bad, but you'll just, you'll have to cast more. And weird. you have to tell them not to overwrite your protect because it's
2: better. Yes, they don't care. <laughs> exactly, they'll cast it no. away, and then you just you just cast it again because it'll overwrite it. But I really wish SE would adjust this to where the highest potency would have priority, so that you couldn't overwrite it with a weaker one. But it is what it is.
0: Then again, even though Rune needs defense, and I think about it, if you were doing say AOE pulling and divergence or something, that extra phalanx would be much more useful. I mean,
2: another option you could use and I've seen um, our Rune Fencer and our tank party and Dynamis do this before is that they also have a, we have a Corsair in the party so random they deal. used embolden and then random dealed it and then I gave them Paladin Enhanced Protect, Emboldened and then they got Phalanx Naturalist so, Roll also Double up on the uh, and yeah, that's, the, the, that's an option as well not one I've actually uh, seen used in there, the only time I've ever used Naturalist Roll was actually
1: pre-buffing outside of Odyssey Oddly and, enough, and Ambuscade too. Um, I mean, you, yeah, you should actually not. be using Natural scroll when prebuffing outside of uh, Ambuscade, um, especially if you're using a Scholar and um, make that regain last forever or, and a Red Mage. Yeah, because that, that's going to make the um, that's going to make your uh, your phalanx go even further, as well as it's going to kind of your regen. I guess like your sixteen minutes or so. Not stupid. so much on Phalanx because it wears off when you
2: zone, so you oh, can't you're, pull that one right, right, into right. Ambuscade with you.
0: Uh, the regen, um, yeah,
2: so, regen protect shell. Aquavino. i think bar spells last through zoning there's a there's a weird divide in this in which stats will You're
1: last right, through though.
2: zoning and which ones won't i i always
1: end up thinking paling stones with you and it never does and i always get sad every single time but i always fall prey to it
0: and that should wrap it up
1: it says spicy hopefully
0: because yeah because we could go forever and i would like to but you know we passed okay, two exactly. hours so i don't want to I don't want to keep, sure. keep it churning I mean, on any longer.
2: There's nothing to say that there could never be a Paladin or a Tanks in General Part 2 sort of episode. If we really wanted to expand on things, we could do another one.
1: I think Tanks in General Part 2 is an interesting idea.
2: Maybe after, after you've done a Rune fencer episode or something, you could move on to, to doing a general tanking?
0: Yeah, could. Definitely. There's a lot of topics we want to talk on, and we always like to Options. have your suggestions at WTFInVanadeel at gmail.com, or in the Discord, or in the link shell. Or on YouTube in the comments, and although some of those YouTube hmm. that
1: r fifteen comment
0: oh
2: boy i i am not sure I should take up the episode time, but I'm curious now, so you may have to tell me what this is about.
0: I wish I could do as much industrial glue as Fox to do a podcast with spicy
2: <laughs>
0: just typical yeah, comments you really get and just weird things but uh yeah what was the r fifteen
1: A a comment after the uh, How to Be a Better Player episode, uh, the comment was get an R15 weapon, and I I just looked at that and I was like, well, that sucks. That person didn't learn anything.
0: It was a stupid comment. It might have been tongue-in-cheek and facetious, but, you know.
2: Straight up
1: trolling.
0: I assume it was, but
2: it just wasn't good enough to be trolling. Speaking of R15, no, I probably shouldn't derail this again.
1: Although, <laughs> I mean, you mean into uh, I, I was looking at that too. I was like, man, we're gonna realize that we didn't talk about what Burking does. Burking, R15. Do we want to or not? I, we don't can need
0: to. Can you make it go in like 40 seconds?
2: Probably not. If there's one thing I'm not, it's concise, but I, I can make the attempt and you can cut me off if it gets too long or we get boring.
0: Well, get atonements for
2: more enmity. We did it.
1: Hey, oh my
0: god, Fox, look at this. I will say hey, though, say more often. for anyone yeah, who I, actually I, comes here for information, I'm sorry, but when Martell is here. Uh, it is actually super, super, super informative, so it's kind I of mean, weird. You know what?
2: We, I guess we can leave it at that one, because that, that is accurate. It does do more enmity, it's just there's details. You were accurate.
0: you were the guy who, when Fox is like, it's like Bubble he's like, well, actually, kind of not like that, because if you lead the mob, then there's a couple. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's very, it's a minor, I, I minor was, I caveat. Was trying,
1: I was just trying to make a simple
0: comparison. <laughs> it's a simple comparison. I, 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 I do, do, do like, it. Actually, I
1: it, because
2: I do appreciate it. I, I exist in that actually zone, where when someone says something that is not quite accurate, I, I feel compelled oh. to say something. Martel oh, says, me.
0: I like your blonde hair, and he goes, actually, let me split that hair there. Right. It's actually uh, a shade of cappuccino.
1: Thing, I, I drive people crazy all the time because I have to correct that shit, so I get you, man.
0: I'm pretty laissez-faire, and if it's close enough, unless it really mattered, I go, <laughs> eh,
1: yeah.
0: Also makes me frustrating, which is why Carrot gets mad at me.
2: Well, I'm sure there's a million paladin things we haven't said and I haven't thought of tonight in particular, but I guess that'll do for the moment.
0: Yeah, thank you it's, for.
2: It's...
1: Oh, no, go fuck. I was just gonna say it's tough to get into the um, the the like the minutia. They're like it's it's tough to get all of the specific situations where we'd want to try to use this or try to sell the job or whatever. So I mean, hopefully we just when yeah, you're trying
2: to, to to stuff over a decade of experiences at the at yeah. playing these things into a small time frame and then actually say enough that someone can understand what you're talking about, it's a challenge.
0: And then you get Funkworks upset that you got so much extra time. Uh, Okay, so thank you again, Martel. And Oh, oh, and did I mention that that thread I told everyone (laughs) to go vote in on on Reddit got, like, locked the the day after that because no one voted and it didn't matter. But they locked it, like, the day after I suggested that, before the podcast even launched, they locked that best of thread. So, unfortunately, no one can nominate Spicy Sock.
1: I feel the world is worse off for that.
0: Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Someone better send some PMs to Gist over there, whatever his name is. Gentlemen, Yes. Thank you, Fox. Thank you, Martel.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good having you on, man. Been fun? All right, later, everybody.